0: what's up everybody the day has finally arrived welcome to River chronicles the bat edition <laughs> i am your host david i'm joined with leo you want to get nuts
1: let's get nuts
0: very good <laughs> jen
2: i got nothing <laughs> i have nothing to follow that now
0: what's up g welcome back
3: thank you and don't no tell me we have to have batman quotes right Neither
0: did i, I. Know <laughs> that. leo just went off and did that uh what's I up, got Ryan? Nothing.
4: No, 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 Me. Man, yeah, you, you, you went ahead
0: and went to 1966. And you went a different
2: Batman Ryan. Ah,
4: it's Batman's Batman.
0: We are Batman back. Day. And coming along on the ride for today's 30th anniversary special is a new friend of the show, a new friend of Real Talk. What's up, Kev?
5: Thanks for having me, guys. What's it's up, It's a pleasure. Kev? And the pen is truly mightier than the sword. There you go. Oh, there you go.
3: all right back. <laughs> the new guy had a thing. <laughs>
6: <laughs> we yeah, we sh- suck. Yeah, we do suck.
2: I didn't expect it. It threw me off. I was like, damn.
0: but town Leo, You sh- an you, enema. You, you, you done-
2: I got that one.
0: <laughs> you should have done it. You should have done it the right way. Yes. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so as you can hear, we will be covering the 30th anniversary of the most important comic book film of all time, Batman 19. Superman!
4: Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually,
0: I do have, I will be bringing up Superman for anyone that does think that Superman is the quintessential important comic book film of all time. I do have some notes on that too, because, you know, I got to give some love words too. Yeah. Um, but before we get into the movie, I durst, we're not going to cover too much news today, if any. We're not going to cover what we saw this week. We're going to put full attention to the Bat. The Bat. bat um i the only thing i want to bring up is two first reactions of two movies that most of us are looking forward to um the first one is annabelle comes home uh gee you you haven't been on in a few weeks but leo is intrigued he doesn't like horror but he is intrigued because the conjuring is a universe and he wants he may start watching him because it's all connected because
3: so it's because it's like um, a marvel universe yeah, that's why he's kind of yeah pretty
1: much that's exactly <laughs> like i think it really drew me in where i was like wow there are all these movies like it's a huge franchise now it's like you think you told me it's it was like 11 movies in 11 movies in like that's enough to intrigue me
0: to a point where i'm like all right maybe i'll give it a chance it's not marvel mostly it's, good. Yeah, yeah and it, but it's not marvel ish they use they stretch to connect a lot of shit. It's mm-hmm. not like you know everything is intertwined. It's gonna lead to an eventual conjuring endgame. Nothing like that. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> La Llorona they really and quiet? the nun. Like, they're
3: like, oh, look at that picture over there. And
0: then yeah, like, like oh, it's smoothie. We're not gonna get the Sinister <laughs> Six with, so like La Llorona, the nun, the monster, the Annabelle, <laughs> the Annabelle doll. So, but it's still very entertaining but here's some of the first reactions the the first one made me think of Jen because she likes this movie so Annabelle Comes Home is like Adventures in Babysitting as a horror movie and it's a damn good time the scares are never repetitive the humor is on point and there are plenty of creepy entities to freak you out plus I love movies where it's up to the babysitter to save the day
2: yeah, but Adventures in Babysitting is so much more. So this is not going <laughs> to be
6: Adventures in
0: Babysitting. She hasn't seen it, but she's already shitting on it. Yeah. <laughs> well done! Because
2: this isn't it! That's, have you seen Adventures in Babysitting? I have. Elizabeth and Shute. And it's not good. Anthony Rapp. It's such a great cast. <laughs> There's music. They they yeah. they hang off of the what is it the right building i think in chicago remember we were in chicago and i was like i think that's from adventures and babysitting and it was so like no i don't like the comparison so like, whoever that person is it's wrong
0: i can't wait for us to watch it and she's like you know what this is exactly like adventures in babysitting <laughs> um the next one is yay finally got get to say that annabelle comes home is hella fun like, spending 90 minutes in a haunted house. And I had a blast with it. And I know these are music to G's ears. 90-minute movie.
3: That, see, thank you. That horror should only be 90 minutes. I agree.
0: I, just, like, I agree. Uh, Annabelle Comes Home is a great standalone film, as well as another successful chapter in the Conjuring universe. Gary Daberman Darba- does a terrific job building the backstory of Annabelle while adding his own spin to this universe. And Jenny's going to love this. The female cast is great.
2: Okay, I'm back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Caught Annabelle Comes Home last week with a special (laughs) guest (laughs) attendee. But seriously, I love the movie. Had a genuine blast with it, and I can't recommend it enough.
2: Actually, I will say in Child's Play... That was a pretty badass girl. But we'll talk about it.
0: that next next episode.
3: Uh, well, do they do these like things? Talk about how much they use Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson?
0: No, none of them. They just talk about how like it's entertaining for the most part, and uh, it's it's a lot um, that it's a lot of people from the. I'm not gonna read all the reactions, but a lot of them say that it's better than the last one, and I did like the last one a lot. So. Um, and then the last one I'll read for today: Annabelle. Annabelle comes home is an atmospheric thrill that cements the Conjuring franchise as the horror movie universe to reckon with. There's plenty more than just parlor tricks in the Warren's forbidden room that you might expect. I actually don't think they'll probably be in it a lot because of, it seems like they're just in it to get more people to come into the watch the movie. Yeah, because like in
4: the tra-
3: in the trailers, they like it. Most of the stuff seems like they're like. From some of the same scenes, it doesn't really seem like they're using them a ton.
0: Yeah, I agree. And then finally, we're gonna the Spider-Man Far From her Home reactions were released, and to the shock of nobody, Marvel has another good movie on the way. I know, what? Ryan, I know, Ron. You were expecting <laughs> shenanigans. I thought yeah. they were. I thought they were done. So from what I get, I'm gonna read some of these tweets. From what I get, it seems like it's one of those. Let's we know we gave you something hard in April. That's what she said. said. (laughs) 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 But we're going to we found the perfect superhero to bring you down, give you the next installment. and push the MCU forward. And it seems like Spider-Man from home is it. Spider-Man from home is wonderful. It's funny and clever and filled with smart twists. It's also made very incredibly visceral moments of class trips of your youth. I didn't leave the theater sad. I am not worried about superheroes emotional states. Zendaya exclamation point. Sp- Spider-Man oh. from home is Dakota. We needed after Endgame. A glimpse of how the world looks now that the dust has settled uh. could maybe have gone a bit harder on P's emotional arc, but bursting with warmth and humor and awkward teen romance. Also, Jake G equals perfection.
5: Oh, that's promising. Yeah, for
0: sure. Spider-Man Homecoming is funny, exciting, romantic, goofy, and follows Homecoming and being this brilliant ground-level look at Spidey's world and how the events of Endgame's impacted everyday life. Lots of twists and turns, plus some adorable summer romances, too. I'm a big fan. I think Jenny's getting excited for the idea of a rom-com superhero movie with Peter and
2: MJ. MJ. Nah, yo, she... it's crazy
0: oh. I already think Zendai is a better Mary Jane than and, and she even than, Jane. than Kristen Dunn than, than Kristen Dunn absolutely
6: she was barely she was barely in homecoming and
3: she's already better than her <laughs> her, her, yeah. her, her, her sarcasm is
0: top notch yeah, she wasn't even
1: the lead chick in, in homecoming she was like I mean she oh, didn't reveal she was oh, Liz she, <laughs> yeah, she, she still was a better Mary Jane she
5: was just she was just there to like quip every now and then <laughs> and I then I forgot who said it on one of the other podcasts I think it was Leo it was like who thought of a hot redhead and thought
4: Kirsten Dunst? <laughs> it was a...
0: Uh, I don't know, man.
3: She's well, cool. not even a real I mean, redhead. I mean, she's not like, you would kick her out of bed now. Come out. <laughs> <laughs>
6: okay, G. Yeah. And then... Um, paper
1: <laughs> 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 all, all fair points. All, all fair points.
0: <laughs> and then last one, Spider-Man Far From Home is an absolute home run. It's so much fun. It's huge and itself and for the future of the MCU in the most surprising ways. Tom Holland, Jake Gyllenhaal, just a lethal awesome combo. I cannot wait to see this movie again and again. So, yeah, to the shock of no one, Marvel does it again. Will they ever make a bad movie? What's the property before for- we move... What's the oh, overall? What's the like a real? Oh, no, no, because because wow. yeah. like Thor is not, it's not in terms of MCU quality, it's not up to par. But it's nowhere near a bad movie. I don't think it's a bad made movie.
6: Like that's do good. you ever think I there's know, a property
0: gun. that you're like, hmm, this could be it.
1: That's it bad.
6: It
0: would have been Guardians because no one knew anything about those characters. I got I got one, but it, I think it's gonna be an animated show, so I don't even think I have to worry about it. What do you think? Howard the Duck.
1: I think they could do a good oh, Howard. The you Duck think they though. would be able to do if it? Seth Green stays on as Howard the Duck. Yes, it yeah. would be really fantastic. Oh my god! I don't know. Think about it. He I was, mean, I, he I had, could... he's had like maybe four lines in this whole iteration of the character, and it's still awesome. I guess you're right. I it's mean, funny
4: he didn't know that he sorry he didn't know that he was wow. in like Howard the Duck was in uh, Endgame until he saw it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So I mean we'll see what and Howard the Duck is going to be a is it going to be a TV show on Disney Plus? Does anyone know? Or I think, so.
1: I think I've heard yeah. Okay, probably.
5: That's what I heard.
0: All right, all right. So let's move on to the to the main event, Superman.
1: Yeah, nice. So I did actually
0: <laughs> I it did actually want to start with Superman for this reason. Um, Superman seventy eight uh, was released December fifteenth, nineteen seventy eight, right? Wow. And I don't want to take anything away. It is the first well-made superhero movie. Does anyone disagree there?
5: No. Not at all. No, I agree. I no. agree.
0: And the movie did open to $12 million. That's and it?
5: Yeah. Which was huge back then.
1: So... <laughs> Right, Endgame destroyed that, so I don't know. Just I'm a saying. little bit. <laughs>
2: let's see, twelve million dollars. <laughs> Endgame destroyed that
1: in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that, was, that, was a, that was a lot. That was a lot back then. Yeah. yeah.
2: So let's see. Let's see. I wonder, I wonder how, with, how much it is. Adjusted for inflation. I'm I'm doing the math now.
3: So now, now, I, I love how I get hear the clicks of like.
6: <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> okay, so twelve million in nineteen seventy-eight to today is forty-eight million five hundred forty-seven thousand four hundred thirty-nine dollars and yeah. sixty-one cents. That's still not good.
1: But did people go to the movies?
0: But as, yeah. Oh, you'll hear. You'll see where I'm going with what this a segue. What a segue! In, I set you up, buddy. In eighteen days, <laughs> the movie made forty-three million six hundred ninety-seven dollars three hundred sixty-five cents. Batman made that in three days. Wow. Why? I'll tell you why. Marketing, <laughs> um, which t- brings me to the point of why this movie is the most important comic book movie of all time. And we're going to get more into dive right into the marketing a little bit later. But we're not taking away anything from Superman. It is a good movie for almost th- the entire run until the Superman decides to go back in time. <laughs> but years went by and we're wondering, are we ever going to get a Batman movie because of 1966, which Ryan loves, TV show. Yeah. We got mm-hmm. the we got the first iteration of Batman on the big screen, which with the 1966 movie. Which have you guys seen that?
6: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah. It's been so long since I've seen it.
0: I mean, that's where you first see the shark and bat the bat, bat bomb.
5: So, <laughs>
0: so we see a lot in there, but we don't see the Batman iteration that a lot of people may have grown up on because. Thanks to the show, the comic books decided to go the camp route too. So, moving forward in 1983, uh, we're going to start talking about the production of Batman '89. Tom Mankiewicz completed the script called The Batman in June 1983, focusing on Batman and Dick Grayson's origins with the Joker and Rupert Thorne as villains and Silver St. Cloud as the romantic interest. Are we. Nice. Would you have liked the Silver St. Cloud? I'm not really a okay. huge fan of that, so.
4: I was like that, and not, nothing wrong with Vicky Vale. But I was like that over Vicky Vale. I agree.
0: Listen, we're gonna get into Vicky Vale. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Vicky <laughs> Vale. I think that this first segment should be called "Listen, we're gonna get into." <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, the the original release date for The Batman was supposed to be released in 1985 with a budget of twenty million dollars. Oh, I
1: would have loved it so much more.
0: Why? Because <laughs> I was Could born, be born <laughs> Mm. Originally, Mankiewicz had wanted an unknown actor for Batman, William Holden for James Gordon. Jen, what do you think of Bill Holden for, for Commissioner Gordon?
2: Well, at that time, he would have been much, much older. Um, too I old guess. to be a cop, right? No, not too old. Because he did, uh, Holden... I think his last movie was, wasn't it Broadcast News? But then he Oh, died, that was 1983. Like right yeah, so that was... That was
0: 1983, I believe, Broadcast News.
2: 1987.
0: Oh, that was Broadcast News' was 87. Okay. Yes. Oh, so it would have been fine.
2: So he, so so he might have been okay. He was an older gentleman, though. D-
0: David Niven. Niven? Niven. Niven. As Alf- Alfred Pennyworth. And this, I would have I been...
2: can see that because he's British and this, I think I could see it.
0: This, I would have been all in. And I don't know, G, Leo, Kevin Rye, you may not know who this is. Jen definitely does. Getting Peter O'Toole. O'Toole as the Penguin.
4: I've heard that name. I have yeah, heard yes. the name, but I think it was a Family Guy.
2: No. <laughs> what do you mean, no?
0: Peter O'Toole is great
2: as the Penguin. Yeah. No. I oh. can't see him as the Penguin, but like, I mean, I huh. like Peter.
3: O'Toole.
2: No. Wait, well, this, I'm this, them wouldn't, up be, right this now. wouldn't be well, Danny Penguin. would no, be like so, Mob Boss Penguin. So, yeah, so Mankiewicz yeah, wanted put, to
0: portray him as a mobster with a low body temperature. Yeah. But Holden died in 1981 and, ni- and Niven in 1983, so that would never have come to pass. Hmm. A number of filmmakers who were attached to Mankiewicz's script were Ivan Reitman.
5: Ooh. That's crazy.
0: Joe Dante. But Reitman wanted to cast Bill Murray as Batman. <laughs>
5: Yeah.
1: Oh, it's oh it's come
0: full circle. No. No. I, I was waiting. I had this in my notes, and I was waiting for Jen's wow. reaction. No, how do we feel about Bill
1: Murray as Batman? No, yeah, he plays Gross. Broody no. so well. He would have been a rapey Batman. Hey,
2: <laughs> 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 a rapey like curmudgeon-y Batman.
1: The curmudgeoning Gross. makes sense though. But. You
2: need you needed like, Michael star- Keaton in you know, this role. And sarcastic and- you needed Mr. <laughs> Mom in this role.
0: Oh, we're gonna get into
2: Also correction. That. <laughs> it wasn't broadcast news, it was network. network My bad. Okay. Nineteen seventy six.
0: All right. Can you and-
5: imagine living in a world where Bill Murray was Batman and Nick Cage was Superman? Wow!
0: <laughs> <laughs> With that
6: like really bad
0: hair. I don't want to live in that world. <laughs> yeah, I don't like... want to see that world now. Our comic book heroes. Because are... I love, I love
6: Bill Murray, but You're like, right. like the you... hair,
0: the hair of our of our idols. <laughs> yeah. The, hey, Michael Keaton's hair is not great in Batman. No, it's no, not,
2: it's fine. It's just regular eighties. It's just regular
0: eighties poof. poof.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah, but Bill Murray it's barely, Bill barely Murray had hair, thinning. and Nick Cage, his hairline has, and it's just. You know, and then it was long and dangly in that photo when he's dressed up as Superman, no? Yes, yeah, super yeah. it looks really bad. Yeah. Really bad. So now
4: we should say I Bill right. Murray as playing Batman, but real quick, is there anyone in the Batman family or universe you can see him as? Sarcastic. I classic, think uh, he
0: would be a good much. villain. Yeah. I just can't yeah. think of it. Can he be Mad Hatter?
4: Yes, I love that. Couldn't he have
2: been like that. Lex Luthor? I could see Bill Murray as Lex Luthor, Luthor, actually.
1: He could be a really good Lex Luthor, You know Luthor, why? Because he's very similar. Back then, he right? looks yeah. a lot like yeah. Gene Hackman, and so yeah. that's sort
2: of what I think really of. Really good call. I could see that's Bill Murray. Murray. You're welcome.
4: How about
0: Dent? <laughs> Dent? No. Yeah. I don't know. You know what the uh, thing is? I'm so I'm. – we're just talking 89 right now. I look yes, at Harvey sorry. Dent and I look at Billy – no, no, I'm not cutting you off on that, right? But I look at Billy D as Z Harvey Dent from the 80s. And I wish they would have gone full throttle on that and kept yeah. it, going, kept so it, it, it would, going. Yeah, it would have been fantastic.
4: It was nice to f- that he finally got to play. I know it was only an animated, but he finally got to be the voice finally. I think it was, was it Lego movie? Lego no, Batman it was Lego Batman movie. Voice?
0: Yep. And to, to uh, move moving forward on that, controversial casting, but not for 1985. Uh, Eddie Murphy was originally thought out to be Robin.
2: <laughs> well, i
5: guess wow. that, he was right, age,
0: age. I mean he was huge yeah and no, i would
1: have been marketing wise it would have been fantastic
2: so here's a controversial statement and i did this at work the other day actually speaking of eddie murphy i don't think with the exception of very few movies like shrek maybe daddy daycare and maybe like back in his beverly hills prime cop time I don't think Eddie Murphy's that great. You don't
1: think he's a good actor or oh, you don't, think he's, <laughs> don't <laughs> think he's that
2: funny? I don't think he's that funny.
1: Guys, let's hear this out. Because I think being a good actor and being funny are different things. though. Yeah, because Kevin, Kevin Hart is neither. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But he plays Most to his demographic. Outside. Yeah. So Eddie wow. Murphy. He
2: does well to play to his demographic. So you don't even think that Eddie Murphy is funny. I don't think, with the exception of certain films, I don't think he's all that the haunted Mansion. i would never gravitate towards something that eddie murphy well you well you went to daddy
3: daycare which totally well we'll,
2: well, that's not as
0: funny i do like daddy daycare though um, right daddy daycare
2: like shrek he's funny as voice yeah nutty
3: professor he's funny nah i can't get behind nutty professor do you think it's too silly
0: too stupid funny is
3: that i think oh boomerang boomerang he's funny so
0: i'm gonna i'm gonna jump on with jen on this one I used to love The Nutty Professor, and I still think it's some parts are funny, but it's very insulting to overweight people.
2: Yeah, like, that's oh, what that's a, I don't like about movie. I think that's really what I don't like about it so much is, like, I hate when people that, like, dress up in fat suits and they use it for comedy. comedy yeah.
6: He learns
4: yeah. love himself.
2: Come on. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> so, wait, do you have a problem with fat or... <laughs> Ooh. But Thor, but Fat was, Thor is not Thor. Like th- Thor was still hot yeah. there. Like regar- Fat Thor was not. <laughs> but regardless, he, he was old. You, he was Fat
0: Thor, but he wasn't poking fun at himself.
2: Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. And it, I mean, it was like a little beer belly. You can get rid of that. And even if you don't, like, it's Hemsworth fine. Good.
1: Hemsworth definitely could.
2: Definitely. definitely. Hemsworth <laughs> is a
1: beautiful man. <laughs> like I he was point, fine. Because I think what you're bringing up is like with Eddie Murphy is there's there's some comedians think, that just go into that. Like
2: like, like I think his 80s. 80s Eddie Murphy, I think I like much better than more recent oh, Eddie
0: Murphy. Eddie 80s Eddie well, Murphy I, no, is hilarious, right? Really and you know.
2: like I feel wow. like I feel like that's where I'm like. Mm-hmm. Last, have you ever seen? I mean,
3: the last good thing he did was like Dream Girl. not The
0: Hound no, no, oh, Mansion. G. No, The Hound Have you seen his stand-ups, Delirious and raw.
6: Yeah, no, yeah, not like those are hilarious.
0: they are some of the funniest stand-ups. But I mean. that's they're, older, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, that's yeah. why. That's they what I'm hilarious.
2: saying. Like, like newer, like 90s and up. Eddie Murphy. I'm like, yeah, well, eh, with the exception may, of maybe a few he movies. just made movies oh, just to get money, though. No, like,
1: like he
6: just didn't care. What yeah, doing. Doing. no, he definitely did. Yeah. He's
2: got like a million kids, I think, too, and different wives. So he
0: He doesn't have to pay taxes.
2: He needs. Yes,
6: wow! wow bro. <laughs> look at Point wow. wow. Shade. He has a million mm-hmm.
2: kid. <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong, but I'm saying that that's also probably why.
1: Because the Rosie was taking were they think he really loved, he just wanted to get paid. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like that's what. I, so moral know.
0: of the story, we would
1: not so have anyway, been on board for an Eddie Murphy. I would not Robin. really
2: have <laughs> dealt with that, but okay. Sure. And I
0: think regardless the the decision of just having Batman as a singular you know, Robin is the right yeah. move. You should oh, never start a franchise of a Batman movie with Batman and Robin. I just don't. I don't think like
3: they really want to make Robin black because, like, Marlon Wayans was they wanted him for Robin yeah. for Batman for forever Batman forever. forever. Yeah, oh, yeah,
0: no, that's right. Gee, I think it was or Batman Returns.
3: Really, it's interesting, <laughs> but
0: it's like
4: um, that's one the origins where it could be very, that's very easy to change the race. Like I think I said it on here before, it's harder to get a black batman because his roots is in old money. You know what I mean? It's in mm-hmm. centuries of having money, you know, his grandfather's money, stuff like that. Robin, he was a circus kid. So it was very easy. You can have any race, any creed, any ethnicity, uh, you know, with the uh, green shorts. That's a that's, that's a good,
0: a point. good point. Right? point that's a very good, good point, right? That's a good cool point, right? Call out um, now, going back to the movie, there, there were nine different rewrites with nine different writers for Batman.
3: <laughs> that would be such wow. a
1: horrible sign today.
6: Yeah, yeah.
0: Cool. the press alone would have killed this. <laughs> they did still use Mankiewicz's original script as kind of a guide to get to where we ended up getting. But like G said, like nine rewrite is terrible. It's a terrible Damn. sign. And you can tell. Let's. We love this movie, yeah. but there, you know, inconsistencies. There's some yeah. questionable things that happen in this movie, and we'll get to that later. Perfect, perfect, That's like the perfect, Pee- perfect, That's dude. like you're doing fantastic, right now, buddy. That's like the Pee Wee word of the day. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that later. Speaking of Pee Wee, after the financial success oh. of Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure, oh. Warner Brothers hired Tim Byrne to direct Batman. Byrne uh, and then girlfriend Julie Hickson wrote a 30-page film treatment, feeling the previous script by Mankiewicz was campy. And this leads to my favorite Batman story of all time. If you guys haven't read it, please do. The success of The Dark Knight Returns and Batman yep. The Killing Joke rekindled Warner Brothers' interest in not only a film adaptation, but a dark version of Batman, which is was much needed at the time. I think, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, I don't have notes on this, but just from documentaries, I've seen DC's Batman comic sales were down when he went camp. And the mm-hmm. character was just not as interesting as he was when he was a dark uh, character, um, like Mankiewicz's original script. It was based on his own strange appar- apparitions that included Silver St. Cloud, Dick Grayson, the Joker, and Rupert Thorne. But obviously, things changed in 1986 when the film, the script was completed. It's crazy. the fil- The script was completed in '86, and we still didn't get it for another three years. Yeah. Wow! So here, here are the people who were. Consider to play Batman outside of Bill Murray. You guys, Jen, I need your full attention on here.
2: I am. I'm doing our social <laughs> media at the moment. Mel Sorry.
0: Gibson,
1: <laughs> Kevin Costner. <laughs> he is wow. only good they on bird in go- the They Wire. were going super like star Char- power. They did because Kevin
2: Costner has got a good jaw. Because Marlon I can Brando. Because Marlon- Costner could have done it. I can see Kevin Costner.
0: They wanted to go big because Marlon Brando was in Superman.
2: But they ended up going big for
0: another character, which we'll get into in a little bit. (laughs) Uh, Charlie Sheen.
2: No. Wow. No, No, because in the- You know what?
6: We're thinking of Charlie Sheen with 2019
4: glasses. No, no, no. in our mind. Not Tiger Blood. But see, like, I'm thinking about
2: Ferris Bueller, Charlie Sheen, and that was, like, in the 80s. What year was Ferris Bueller? 86? He He would have been too young. He looks too young. Tom
0: Selleck. Ooh. That stash, though, no. would have had to go. No, he would have yeah. had to go, yeah. yeah, I was like, he yeah. And go. he
4: was Magnum <laughs> PI. more than anything else. With the mustache, yes. It's the mustache. And,
0: like I mentioned before, uh, uh, Bill Murray, but someone that I didn't know until doing my research for today, Pierce Brosnan was actually approached to play Batman.
6: Wow. Mm. I could How young is? Which would have been, G
0: and, G and I always like to mention this, which would have been, counting with the Batmans we have today, our third Brit. To play Batman. True.
3: (laughs) I think. Always playing our heroes and foreigners. I think of Mrs.
2: (laughs) For Pierce. I think of Mrs. Doubtfire, and like he could have had a few more years earlier. He probably could have had the look. He's the best Bruce Wayne looking. It was a drive-by fruiting. I agree. He was
1: definitely the most Bruce Wayne looking. (laughs) I think so. Of those, yeah.
0: Burton had wanted to go with an unknown originally, and actually. Ray Liotta had a chance to audition.
5: Damn, these are
0: really good. Yeah. I mm-hmm. could
5: definitely see Ray Liotta. Absolutely.
0: I could see it. And he declined the audition, which is a decision he today says he completely regrets. Wow. So that's Leota I don't know, though. Bruce.
2: I don't know. I feel like he would have been too Everything rough. came out
0: so perfect in terms of casting that it's hard to look at. Even these guys that are big names are just like,
2: eh, nah,
0: I don't think so. But at the time, you were probably been
1: like, "Eh." well, he's like like, looking at like the comic books and looking at the uh, other illustrations Mm -hmm. of what Bruce Wayne's supposed to look like. It's not Michael Keaton. (laughs) It's not Michael Keaton. Like Leota would look the part incredibly. But you're right. Like now that everything has happened, like Keaton was the perfect fit. He was like the fit was awesome.
0: And in terms of the Joker, outside of Nicholson, which that was kind of like a quick one. It was just pretty much Nicholson. Nice. But William Dafoe was originally considered to play the Joker. You know, it's funny because William
1: Dafoe as that. Green
0: Goblin gave me a lot of callbacks to the, the Joker. Joker. Yeah. I like Dafoe. The cackle. And I love that he does a lot of different things so I think this would have worked well for him as well. Yeah. But, um, producer John Peter suggested Michael Keaton arguing that he had the right edgy tormented quality for having seen his dramatic performance in Clean and Sober. Nice. And having directed Keaton and Beetlejuice, Burton agreed... And we got... There you go. Uh, our Batman. Now, I didn't want to touch base on this because of everything we got for Ledger, all the hate we got for yeah. Affleck, yep. all the hate we're getting now for our Pats, Michael Keaton's ca- casting caused controversy among comic book fans with the petition, 50,000 protest letters sent to Warner wow. Brothers offices, Bob Kane, who also questioned the casting of Michael Keaton. Wow.
2: Although, it wasn't Bob Kane a, a creative stealer?
0: Not a creative stealer. No. I mean, it was him and Finger that created.
2: Right, but he didn't give him credit. He didn't give him credit.
0: So it's funny. Though, th- so those
2: people so that were no
1: petitioning, those are our predecessors. Yeah. That was before, that was our, the predecessor before to the our troll
0: generation. These are our forefathers. Quote, obviously, there was a negative response from the comic book people. I think they thought we were going to make it like the 1960s TV series and make it, make it campy. Because they thought of Michael King from Mr. Mom and Night Shift and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Kean studied mm-hmm. the Dark Knight Return for inspiration. I love Michael Keenan. I love Kean. Michael He's a, what a treasure. Na- Yes. High five national on the air. Treasure. <laughs> <laughs> um treasure. Outside, I mentioned William Dafoe. Brad oh. Dorf, Brad Dourif, Tim Curry, David Bowie, John Lithgow, and James Woods also were in consideration for the Joker. Ugh. But yes. it never got anywhere past that. Nice. It was, like once they were able to get Nicholson... I would still... You know, it's funny. If we ever get, like, a live-action um, Dark Knight Returns,
1: um, Willem Dafoe, I would still like to see as Joker. I think he gives me, like, an Arkham Asylum-type vibe. Because uh, he's very with, thin. his look. But they have a yeah. the slender Joker, yeah. So, Jack Nicholson... Yeah, I would... Go ahead, right? If
4: we were going to... Have, sorry. If we were going to do Dark Knight Returns, I would... For Joker, I would see more... Because he was more of a slender kind of guy. Like, I'm more of a slender man. It's so like, even like a... Just body type wise, not acting wise, like a Neil Patrick Harris kind of body. But wasn't type is what I
0: wasn't said. correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't he really brolic? He was really r- built up. Yeah, in Dark Knight Yeah, I, I Returns. thought he was huge. Yeah, he was or huge. Joker. In, yeah, in and yeah. jo- Dark Knight Returns,
1: the Joker was no because he was he was no. he was looking at he was like pretty much comatose. Everyone thought he would he wouldn't move a muscle until Batman came back. I don't so know. So he spent years I, of just sitting in a chair.
0: Because I in well in the comic in the comic and in the animated film
1: he's juiced he looked like he's on roids yeah i think that was like the illustration of it but again like, the backstory of it he i think after batman retires he goes into like, this depression so he's just like in a chair being like fed with a spoon
0: and through a straw not doing anything until batman returns oh, interesting okay. now nicholson being nicholson he was the biggest star of the movie his contract was different than anyone else yeah so he was paid six million dollar salary right but he kind of has the rdj contract so RDJ signed for a low amount for Iron Man, and he gets the back end. So Nicholson kind of was the first of its kind to do a back end deal. Really? So he's got six million dollars for it, and then anytime the the name Jack Napier is used, he gets money. <laughs> Obviously, and he got a huge chunk of the royalty. So he kind of he kind of saw it coming Damn. before anyone else did. Um, and do you have any information on how much Keaton got paid? It's like to it doesn't it? say here. I I don't have that in my I notes. It, I don't think. A lot. I know, yeah. Because Keo wasn't more. a huge star at the no, time. Not at all. So,
3: Do you even think it was in the millions? Do you think it was like in the
0: I think hundred,
3: hundred thousand <laughs>
0: I think he may have been like... Actually, it wouldn't have shocked me if it was under a million. But I think yeah. they made up for it in Batman Returns. <laughs> I think yeah. they, they gave him a lot there. Um, ten million. He didn't get ten million dollars for Batman. <laughs>
2: yes, he did.
6: This is the ultimate
1: husband wife moment going on right before my eyes.
2: Okay, let's see. In order to appear in 1989's Batman as the Joker, Jack Nicholson struck a brilliant deal. Yeah, we're not, but we're we're talking about Keaton's contract. Give me a second. He agreed to accept a six. He agreed to accept a six million dollar salary instead of his standard ten million, in exchange for a big cut out of the back end revenues and royalties, which is what you were going to get to. But then it says, when the movie went on to make $411 million, Nicholson earned $60 million and held the record for highest paid actor for a long time. Then wow. it leads into, um, hold on, he got $10 million for both, Michael Keaton got $10 million for both Batman and Batman Returns. That makes more sense. But Tim Burton came back to direct and Keaton was given a pay bump, earning $10 million to return as the masked man hired. So he got it. He ended up getting that for... Batman return. Yeah,
0: which that's what I said that he got a he got a substantial raise. Now the original Vicky Vale, I think we all know this story about Sean Young. Does does everyone know the story about Sean Young? <laughs> yeah.
2: I think Thank I cool. refresh my memory. Yeah. Yeah. The Tell horseback. the listeners.
0: So Sean Young was originally cast as Vicky Vale but was injured in a horse racing accident prior to the commencement of the film. So John Young's departure brought in Kim Basinger as everyone's favorite Vicky Vale. Now, 3 years later when Batman Returns was on its way. Sean Young actually showed up in Tim Burton's office dressed as a cat, as Catwoman, to audition for Catwoman. So hmm. you got to give her props for trying. <laughs> now um, the movie opened on June twenty third, nineteen eighty nine, to a with a thirty five million dollar budget, and for nineteen eighty nine, G. Cor- correct me. Correct me if I am wrong. That's a lot for nineteen eighty nine, right?
3: That's a lot for eighty nine. Yeah.
0: So the movie's domestic total opening weekend was the biggest of all time, 40,489,746. The domestic total was 251,348,343. Worldwide total was 411,508,343. Jen, can you inflate that for me please? <laughs> That's what she said? <laughs> 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 Hold on. 411-508-343. So 411 million? Yes. We need need math experts on the show.
1: In
2: 2019? Yes. (laughs) And then what year are we talking?
0: 1989? Yeah. What would that be today?
2: So... Oh wait, you're talking. Four eleven was what was spent in 1989. No, what? Forget it. Don't no, no, worry no. About <laughs> it. Hold on. I'm just. I can edit this out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the movie made four eleven million. What is in that? In 1989.
2: Yeah. Okay. Gross.
0: <laughs> anyway, watch it. Eight
2: hundred and forty nine million eight hundred seventy two hundred twenty.
0: That's not as much as I thought it would be. I thought it would clear a billion. So now that we got the production stuff out of the way, let's get to the fun stuff here. Who is your favorite character, Leo? It's gotta be Vicky Vale, right? There's
6: nothing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that's <laughs> no question.
1: No, it's 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 Jack. It's Joker. Okay. Any reason I mean, why? I mean no just in general, like um it was just like the laugh, the character, the maniacal, just like sense of that mob boss thing. Like, even now knowing now, like, the character and how Joker is supposed to be more like this, like, chaotic creature rather than organized crime. I guess there are some things now that I'm like, oh, that's a little different. But just like Jack Nicholson just, it looked like he was born to play this role. He just looked like Joker.
0: He looked like he had a really good time, too. Yeah. He ate every scene up. Yeah. Something people would complain about today, he did it with, like, as a master class. Um, Jen, do you have any favorite characters? Vicky Vale?
2: No. (laughs) No, uh no, I would say either Batman or Joker. I mean, that's who you the remember obvious, the most. Yeah.
0: That's not who I remember Honestly. the most.
2: Who do you remember? You'll the see most. later. Bob, well, yeah, that's who Bob, I remember. Bob the most. Bob's a close second. You'll Bob's see. a close
0: second.
1: I is,
2: for me it's Batman and Joker, but maybe Joker the most. I feel like seeing the movie as a kid, um, obviously not in theaters, but like seeing it later on as a kid, the person that I remember the most is Jack Nicholson. Like that face, that the makeup, just like yeah. it. It's very. I mean, you're like four or five watching this movie, and you're like terrified because you're just like, "What?" Especially, actually, the big thing that I remember is the end of the movie for me. Okay. Uh, yes.
0: All right, Kev. What do you? What do you got? Who's your f- any favorite characters outside of Batman and the Joker?
5: Uh,
0: probably Alexander Knox. Really? That's Nox. a. God.
5: <laughs> Listen, I feel he he reminded me
0: Alexander Knox reminds me of Jorah from Game of Thrones because he's friend zoned so hard from the beginning. He has no <laughs> shot with Vicky Vale, Not but you got to yeah, give him no, an A for effort. Hello, Lex. I
5: actually hated his character. Really? But, uh, yeah, oh.
0: he, he annoyed the hell out of me. Oh, good. So when we get to our next category, I already know who you're going to talk about. Uh, yeah yes rye what about you anyone from ba- besides I'm, batman and the joker
4: i mean i have to say nox is definitely a character that stands out i would not call him a favorite but he's definitely a standout in the cast but yeah no I, batman and joker <laughs>
6: all right i mean hey. for me
4: this was my first live action that i was introduced to batman so uh for me this is actually one of the biggest takeaways is they the symbol they use for this batman is my absolute it's the best. Same
0: favorite here. definitely Agreed. yes what about you g
3: uh, I mean, I hate to piggyback on everyone else, but uh, probably the Joker, but most mostly mm. because there's just more personality there and more to work with compared to like Batman. Even though Michael Keaton's a great Batman, uh, just <laughs> Jack Nicholson just kind of steals every scene that he's in. I do want to give some props to Bob. Though. I I, uh, I like the idea that uh the joker's right hand man is just played by jack nicholson's like friend
1: yeah oh yeah <laughs> i love bob bob was so, so cool yeah. so yeah, I, w- I just love that story that he's like i just want my buddy to be in this I and uh you. yeah
6: that's yeah. one of my
3: stipulations for doing this movie. that's dope that <laughs> is so, so cool yeah. i will
0: i will piggyback on g and outside of batman and the joker i adore bob the goon bob i yeah. think bob <laughs> the Goon is like he's loyal <laughs> And even to the end, the Joker's like, he didn't even make the mistake with the balloon. Even though that scene is funny. What happened to my balloons? Why do not you tell what, me he had one of those, of those things? <laughs> Bob, gun. And then he just shoots Bob. He Goon. just shot Bob. It broke my
3: heart. I thought that he that moment alone after he shoots him because he really didn't want to shoot Bob. He's like, I going need a moment alone. Like, he needs a grief. Like, <laughs> but I, but I, I,
0: I did get very sad when Bob got shot, I, though. For every a time Goon, I moment, he's supposed I'm like, to feel
3: bad. It, it's funny. It goes into
0: one of those moments where, like, you know, it's going to happen. We're like, maybe this time it'll be different. <laughs> no. Maybe Bob will have a happy ending. Poor Bob. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll take, he'll take over the Joker. I am
1: so glad to be geeking out about everyone's like affinity for Bob right now. That's I thought it was the only one. Awesome. I thought it was the only
0: one. Fun <laughs> fact, uh, Ryan and I love Kevin Smith. Uh, Silent Bob was named after Bob the Goon. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's all coming back. It's all full circle.
1: You guys are <laughs> awesome. Thanks. Now yeah, our Bob least the
4: Goon's not my favorite goon though after today. Why why <laughs> is that, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there watch- and I've seen this movie more times than I've seen myself in the damn mirror but um <laughs> I'm sitting there I'm watching and it's the scene you know let's get nuts the extra goon that doesn't say a damn word that just brings in the boombox I shit you not I'll post it on the internet looks exactly like my dad <laughs> <laughs> dad what were you even, doing what were you doing in like, why did you tell me you were in 89 he calls me like that's not me kid I'm like I know that's not you but it looks like you it's Like, I didn't even have that hairdo. I'm like just, just go with the joke just go
0: with it <laughs> That's great. Oh, okay. Now, least favorite characters. I'm not gonna do Vicky Vale because everyone is gonna throw beautiful nope. Kim Basinger under. I'm Jesus. going with Alfred. Do
1: yeah, it, me too. Because
0: Alfred is oh, the worst yeah. butler
1: he, ever. Well, he's an awesome butler. He, he's a very terrible wingman. Yeah,
0: the worst <laughs> wingman in the history of and wingman. Protector of Batcaves in so, general. Can, can, we, can <laughs> we count the ways? So, so this co- coincides with like m- worst moment in the movie. So. My two obviously are Alfred, Vicky Vale just has... By the way, we actually have Batman 89 playing in the background. And right now, Michael Kean is about to do his stain with Vicky Vale, which coincides with the next day, Vicky Vale's like, I'll see you guys when you came back. And Alfred's like, God, Miss Vale, we're going to be around for quite some time. <laughs> Worst cover-up job ever. When I was like, five? Sure, who cares? As a grown ass man, before like yo. I became married and with Jenna, I'm like, yo, dude,
1: that's your bro. Like, <laughs> that's, that's your that's your bro. That you, that what the heck for? Like,
0: even if you know, you don't know. Even if you don't know if you're leaving or not, you just say, yeah, yeah, sure. We'll see you in a month, Miss Vale. We're good of to go.
4: Well, actually, we're never coming back. We're selling the house. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Exactly.
0: Wade
1: Banner's going up for sale,
4: and now- then. And then does he the, get better throughout the movie? Sorry, does he as Alfred? Do you think, or does he get worse?
1: Well,
0: no. Michael but, Go is. I like his performance.
1: Oh, yeah. Don't get me
4: wrong.
0: Like all yeah. jokes aside, I do like him as Alfred. Although those stupid decisions. Um,
4: He's and, the only connectivity throughout the whole thing, right? Yeah. Like Commissioner Gordon. Commissioner Gordon. Gordon, Gordon, commission commission Gordon, Gordon, Gordon. the other one. Pat, 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 Pat Hingle.
0: Yeah, Pat Hingle. Um, and then we get to the end of the movie, <laughs> where for no reason at all, at all, he brings Vicky Vale into the Batcave. <laughs> And I'm like sitting there, even as like a five-year-old, I'm like, I don't think she should be there. <laughs> and he doesn't even give yeah. a reason for it. I, that, I do love in Batman Returns where Michael King, Bruce back. Wayne calls him out. He's like, yeah, who's the one that Licky, let Vicky Vale into the Batcave? I'm here doing work. And all of a sudden, it's like, hey, Vicky, how are you? <laughs> so, yeah, those are my two. That's my least favorite character for that reason. And my t- least favorite moments. What do you got? Uh, least favorite character. I, uh, I mean, dude, I love the
1: movie so much. I don't think I have a least a really <laughs> like really least, least favorite. This character. This is a stretch. The Alfred yeah, stuff for is more sure. comedy than anything. But mm-hmm. least favorite like, scene. Think?
0: I don't mind She was
1: beautiful bro. for what for what for what
0: she needed to do. She, she her character wasn't developed very much. Jennifer it was. You yes. know the relationships of every actor in the world was Kim basic and married to Alec Baldwin at the time, um, 1989. Oh, she I, wasn't. She wasn't yet?
2: No, not yet. they were dating. Oh, okay. (laughs) Or they were, like, nearing.
0: And by the way, the scene is going on right now if you turn around, Leo. Lies. They're not married.
2: Nope, nope, nope. Nope? No, because their daughter was born in 95.
0: So, um, Leo, you had no one. But least favorite scene, I have one. Should we wait for that segment? Yeah, wait for that for a second. Jen, do you have anyone you really disliked? Mm. I think I'm going to go with a no here.
2: No, not really. No. There's no one really... Although
1: it does speak to Vicky Vale's development because she doesn't pass the Bechtel test at all. Like, her complete motivation in this movie is she has... all about a male. Yeah. There's nothing about her that stands alone. Even her reason to, for going to Gotham was about pursuing Batman.
0: The movie feels yeah. very Catholic well, because it feels like she spends two hours suffering for a one-night stand.
4: Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, Leo, she comes yes for a man but it's more for her career than anything else It's to uncover is it the though story really? i don't think I don't so think she's so. fascinated
1: with batman as like i think as a as a male figure i don't think she's fascinated uh, in, in the, the effect it'll have on her career if she finds like pictures of him
0: see i will count i will and uh, g you guys can and kev you can chime in in, in, a, in a minute i think the reason i don't hate vicky vale is because she has the same motives as dr chase meridian, chase meridian does and same i can't thing. stand her Yes. I, but I can stand mm. Vicky Vale, but I can't stand mm.
3: Chase yeah. Meridian. Well, so, that's, that's a more issue of writing, though. Like they, Yeah. They, uh, I don't know. Well, they didn't like really they know how to write women in comic books, I think, in Meridian Meridian work, 80s,
1: or, I think 80s writing for females was nowhere near what it's like now. Oh, no, yeah. By so, like, yeah, uh, they, the I just saw
3: Kim Basinger was dating in the 80s, and apparently he had a, a torrid love affair with, with Prince. With
1: who?
6: Prince? Prince. Yeah. I wonder what um, we're going to get to later with Prince.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like. I was like, who did Kim Basinger date in the eighties? And they all all, all popped up. It was, like Kim Basinger had a tour affair with Prince. it's like a bunch of stories.
0: <laughs> and uh all right, so, uh, uh, Ry, do you have anyone uh, that you uh, dislike?
4: Um, what was the the only thing that can popped in my head? I don't know why. I didn't like the Crooked Cop. Something about him besides the fact didn't know what's that he was crooked. Yeah, that, that's Porkins from Star Wars. Uh, what? I, really? Yeah. yeah. I I've never put two and two together there. Yeah, when you rewatch
0: it next time, you just pay attention to, P- to Porkins, and you're like, I don't even know his real name. I just know that Porkins. <laughs>
4: I'm pretty sure everyone calls him Crooked Cop Porkins <laughs> at this point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and what about you, Kev? You mentioned someone before.
4: Yeah, it would be
5: it would be Knox. I, I don't know. It's just comes off as very like a uh, very annoying to me. I, I think that was the purpose. You know, he's supposed to be chasing around uh Vicky Vale and stuff, but yeah I don't know. I just didn't I didn't care for him.
1: And that actor played that similar Robert,
0: type of like role for a, a few different
1: Wasn't he
5: there. an arliss yes. yeah, was. Was,
3: was.
0: And what about you, G just Vicky Vale? Or?
3: Yeah, I'm going with Vicky Vale. I'm not gonna back down from that. Uh, <laughs> my, my, <laughs> my issue with like I feel I feel like that character like kind of set the tone for what uh women wore in those movies for like a long time where they're just there to kind of be rescued and be the damsels in, in distress like they don't, they don't really develop Definitely. them that much. Don't you
0: think gee, don't it, you think uh Margot Kidder kind of did that with Lois Lane cuz she didn't really do much in Superman 78? No, she was yeah, way so. more of a She think she was more active? Yeah. She was more of a journalist. Like she I I saw her I get, be okay. way more aggressive with her I career. get what you mean. Yeah, cuz she did try to interview Superman. I, I see oh, yeah. what you mean.
2: And I Actually, mean. I feel like Lois maybe not per se in the comics, but even like in the TV show, with Dean Kane, like she was always more aggressive, yes. like going after the story, like she was a lot of a lot stronger okay. character.
3: It has nothing to do with Kim Bates. By the way, I actually don't mind her. I just, I just part of the way they, the way they wrote it and they had her yeah. portrayed, and, yeah. and then and sure. then she just screams the entire movie. Her it's screams like, are. You could probably make hilarious. a whole movie about her. Yeah, yeah I love her. Her I screams her. are
0: fucking <laughs> hilarious. All right, so <laughs> moving on to favorite moments, I have a ton, and I don't give a shit. I'm going through all of these, <laughs> so. Batman's original introduction. When he, by the way, the opening of the movie when you guys first saw it and you guys understood Batman's actual origin, did you not think that was Batman? Yeah, Bruce like Wayne we, and his parents we were seeing the Bruce oh, 100%, Wayne story. 100%, yeah. yeah, I thought that's exactly what we saw. So I like that little, yeah, twist, which probably wouldn't get shitted by trolls in 2019. Um, I love. I think out of because in every movie you have outside of Batman Returns, you have Batman say, "I'm Batman." I'm Batman, this is the best one. Yes, because he doesn't. If, what, what are you? I'm Batman. This is, um, and Batman doesn't give a shit about helping these people. By the way, you notice he lets them get robbed. <laughs> yeah. He's like, they're recreating the
1: death of his parents, and he has yeah. no problem. It's like with ah. that happened. I was like, whatever. <laughs>
0: Fuck it, I just wanna I just wanna let people know
1: who I am. But when they're telling, <laughs> when they're counting their money, that's when I'll strike.
0: <laughs> and when you had this movie on Blu
1: ray
4: I and need Ford a Robin, kick. let the kids' parents die, I need a sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> and you have this movie that's
0: you know, nineteen eighty nine, you would see it in theaters and and on uh, VHS that uh he's wearing Air Maxes, <laughs> and you, oh, it's very shoot. noticeable. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then 1992, he wears Air Jordan sixes. I <laughs> <all right, laughs> I
5: was going to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. I also love the jo- the Joker's origin. Yeah. Uh, and
1: that redefined the character for just
0: forever. For sure. Um, Party Man when he first shows up in the, in the museum, yep. Jenny hurts every time the art gets destroyed. Oh, except, the worst. except for the one
1: that he stops from the knife getting stabbed through. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah, that's a good one. And corky. he was like, I,
0: I like this, Bob. I like this one. That's um, Gorky. Trust the scene <coughs> at the end of the movie. Yes. Fun fact about the Prince music none of the Prince music had been greenlit while the movie was filming. So they actually did all these scenes with other music. Oh, shoot. Oh, wow. So, um, I also love the lines. I'm just going to go talk, talk about lines and random lines that the Joker says throughout the movie. Where does he get those wonderful toys? Um, my, my favorite random line, Jen knows this one. I have a sweater that says this. It says, this town needs an enema. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the final shot of, of the film where it progresses up and you see Batman with Elfman score with the bat signal. Oh, the bat wing? I, mean? No, no. Just uh, the end of the movie. Oh, and he's standing when he top. Per- they, when Batman gives us a signal and, yeah. it, and it transitions all the way up. I love that moment. This... This next scene shows the parallel, the duality between Batman and the Joker. So this is where Batman go, or Bruce Wayne goes to Vicky's apartment, and he's about to tell her who he is. Yes, and he looks around the par- the apartment. And he's like, "Oh, nice, lots of space." Joker comes in. I love this. Yeah. A few, like a few minutes later, and he looks in between her legs, and he's like, "Oh, nice, lots of space." <laughs> so he shows like the difference between the both of those characters. Um, my second favorite line is. Ever dance with the, lo- the devil in the pale moonlight Classic. makes zero sense.
6: Love
4: it, but what's the other Still one? Of
0: it. What's the one that you mentioned before, Ryan? Never.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll never rub another man's rhubarb. <laughs> My eyes of a mine make a mookie. What does that mean? I don't
0: know. Um, and of course,
6: come on, you want to get
0: nuts. Let's get nuts, <laughs> which is not Bruce Wayne at all. <laughs> not at all. But he was trying to get shot at the time. So. Seriously, and that's—I <laughs> think that pretty much covers some of my favorite moments. That I don't want to say everything because no, know, I, mean, I don't like want to take away from I mean, you guys. I think the entire between, movie between <laughs> all of
1: us, we could literally do the whole movie line for line. I think so. It, what about you? Go ahead, Leo. Uh, so from just from the beginning, opening score, yes, Danny Elfman's score. I think it just—it blew me away. It's. But, in my top five best scores of all time absolutely i think even to the fact like that when they like even adapted it towards the animated series so it was like just one big continuous musical like ah this is amazing um origin story at the beginning for sure um i love the uh the dinner scene with vicky where like he tries having the long table (laughs) and then like that's just not him so you know you it's like that shows you like the bruce wayne persona Mm -hmm. rich boy millionaire and then you see like who he really is. So he's having that intimate dinner with Alfred. They're just talking about like some cute stories when they were growing up. Um... Weird moment. Although I still kind of dig it when Bruce is like ups- hanging upside down <laughs> and like Vicky
2: swinging like that. That <laughs> was that was
1: way more el- that was way more Tim, Tim Burton than anything. Because that yeah, makes no very sense. On,
2: very on the
3: nose.
1: Um, He's working
2: <laughs> on his core, guys. <laughs>
1: there was actually one thing that came up that I didn't recognize till later on. So you called out how like this Batman symbol for you guys is one of your favorites, right? Yep. So the artist uh, Neil uh, Neil Adams. I went to uh, East Coast Comic Con a couple years back. And he was talking about how like this, um, the Batman 89, it reinvigorated the franchise for the character in the comic books because it made it darker. And he mentioned that like the, um, in the comics, what they said was that, that symbol, when they introduced it, it was after the Nightfall crossover, mm-hmm. after he breaks his back. Well, breaks his back and yeah. his suit came back like the movie, all black, except for that yellow symbol. And the reason they made it yellow was so that when people were shooting at Batman, they would shoot towards the symbol. And that was mm-hmm. the only bulletproof section of his suit. Mm. So it would draw your attention oh, to it. So they gave like a reason for the suit, which was like, oh, that's so freaking cool. Um, Joker punching the gun, um, punch the, the, the fist, the boxing glove to the TV. Is that one, he's like, Batman. Yeah. Yeah. My <laughs> favorite line is, um, where does he get all those wonderful <laughs> toys? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and honestly, I think like, about towards the end of the movie when the Batwing goes up, up. towards the moon. Yep. And you just see it that's like, on the nose too, but it's uh, perfect. It's so perfect. Oh, oh something yeah.
0: I didn't want to mention that I love. You watch Superman 1978, or you watch any movie from the 80s or 70s, and it feels like a 70s and 80s movie. Something that needs to be given credit and it won an Oscar for production design is the Ooh. fact that the movie is very timeless Art Deco. Yes, you can watch this uh-huh. movie. You're like, this is in 19. Like, if imagine a movie was made with wardrobe from 1989 or the <laughs> 80s, it would be it would stand out so much. But the fact that Burns like, no, we're gonna make. Timeless Art Deco. Everyone's going to be in suits, but you could be, you could say it's the '20s, you could say it's the '30s, '40s, '50s, yep. but you don't have a set year, and I love yes. that about it. It made 100% it
5: 100 percent right.
0: So I, you can look at 1995's Forever and Robin for what they are, but they made those productions that you can sell as like a '90s movie. This yeah, is definitely it's 30 years, and I'm watching it in the background while we, we you yeah. were talking, and I'm like, okay. If this if this someone told me this came out in two thousand fifteen, I'd be like, Okay, cool.
1: Sure, why not? To its credit, I think the show Gotham got a lot of this right too. I think uh, it, I wouldn't I, go that yeah. far. I, no no. I, <laughs> I, no they do. They this No they, they do. do. They do. No, I, I agree with that. Um, and I think the last one, and it 's just like the most I think Jenny kind of called it out a little earlier today um once Joker dies, the laughing that just it was like haunting yet super cool, nice, but
0: yeah, those are my my main call outs all right, Jen, do you have anything
2: what my main and like main? Impression? oh I do
0: have a I guess Jen could call this a great moment. Fun fact, the first time I told Jenny I love her was watching Batman 89. <laughs> oh, oh,
2: it was. so cute. I, it was.
1: Nothing makes a man <laughs> love a woman like watching Batman 1989.
6: It, does. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was. He like turned like, to I guess I don't have me. to lie to
4: her saying we're going away for a couple of weeks, so I'll keep her around. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead, Jen.
2: It was. Um. Well.
0: I guess she doesn't have any.
2: Yeah, like my greatest moments of
0: it. I don't think she loves it the way we do. So no. funny. I think
1: I think you and I are still trying to like be like careful to see like the other guys and spoilers. yeah I don't, I don't, after they say theirs so we're gonna bat a yep, cleanup and have just more. go right <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Ryan, what do you got?
4: Um, I love especially being a fan of the Dark Knight Returns. I love the shout out to Cort- Corto Maltese. Yes, I like oh, that too. That nice That's a good one. Nice Fun one. fact, actually, because I saw this movie before, I picked up a single book. And I think the only thing I had before this was uh the uh animated series. Mm-hmm so when they're it going through all the halls and stuff i thought like that weird like tribal fly looking thing was a call to a villain i just had no idea of
0: nice okay
4: yeah but obviously i was wrong but the score obviously i love the main title because that's how i had my goonsman walk out to um uh this town needs an edema i love that and it. Although, David, you said it perfectly. It makes no sense. But for some reason, it always resonates with me. Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? It's I great. Love that line. It's great. It's just something about it. I, I don't know. I just love it. Um. Uh, just, yeah, the whole movie. All right. <laughs> um, opening credits, ending and credits. Credit. Everything in between. <laughs> All right.
0: Kev, what do you got?
5: Um, my favorite scene by far is Joker dancing in the museum in the art gallery. Yes. Oh, nice um, one. One scene that I, I do love and uh, it hasn't been mentioned yet was when uh, Knox and Vicky Vale are looking at his um, his art, the costumes. Yes. Oh, when he first
0: introduces himself?
5: Yeah, and yeah. he's he's behind them the whole time while they're making fun of him. And uh, and then he just comes out and answers their question as to uh, where he bought it. And then he introduces himself as Bruce Wayne. And they're both like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> That and uh, of course the end scene, Joker laughing. I think that mm. that stuck in my head for years.
0: And I also, uh, well, I will wait to G finishes because I do have something that just came up. Uh, G, what do you got?
3: Uh, well, I mean, I love the opening like title with uh, Danny Elfman's score, They're really good. Um, I'm trying to think of stuff that you guys haven't named yet. Um, I <laughs> so, you guys named it already. The museum scene is my favorite scene in the whole movie. Like from start to finish, is like my favorite like scene in the entire film. I also really like, um, after the museum, museum scene, when they're on their way back to the Batcave. Yeah, the score and there is really good. She, it's that, yeah, it's the score, and she, when she's like, where are you going? And then he accelerates, and it's just the score and the way that the scene looks. Yep. Like, it's total, like, Tim Burton, and then, like, just the music. It's just, like, it's just great. So, I read um, I read
0: somewhere with that scene, G, that that is the only time that they let, um, I don't know who was driving the Batmobile at the time, but they let him hit the gas. That's why it it looks like he's actually driving fast because yeah Yeah, so that that's pretty dope
3: um i like i actually like the whole (laughs) comic so the and the uh and the chapel or church whatever um and it has one of my favorite lines when he's he's dancing with vicky veil and he says something about beauty and the beast yeah and he's like anyone calls you beast i'll rip their lungs (laughs) out Uh, um and i also like uh the last shot of the movie, where that you're, it's going up to that final shot of Batman, Bat Signal. That part of the score is really great too. Um, Agreed. But yeah, all the other stuff you guys said as well. I just don't want to like name it again, but like, there's a lot of great stuff in the movie, even though it might be like we can talk about how like what all the stuff that doesn't work or it's kind of flawed. It's just such an important Batman movie. I think. Yeah. That it's hard not to like, you know, take a lot from it and really enjoy a lot of it.
0: Agreed. Um, now
5: Another one of my i'm sorry one of my favorite lines i forgot to mention was uh when Vicky Vale goes, you're insane. And he goes, I thought I was a Pisces. Pisces yeah. <laughs> I that I'm a Pisces. That, oh. I'm a Pisces? That, that part's one of my favorites.
1: Did you like, catch the uh, the handwriting on the card when he gives her the gas mask? No. what is this? So, like, it's it's saying put this on. Yeah. But, like, it's written in, like, child, like, penmanship in crayon. So, it's, like, a red crayon writing where he's, like, oh, when he gives her the gas mask. Yeah. It's, like, put this on. But it just looked <laughs>
0: like a child wrote it. It was, like, what the heck Well, going back to that museum scene, the first time we see the Batmobile – that's yeah, a great one I was moment. just thinking, That's actually. Of moment. all the Batmobiles. That's the best this one. Best and one, it's not right? even close. Yeah. It's so not even one. close. Um, I right. also think it's a funny scene. More more, it's funny than great. Uh, it's when... Uh, Batman's beating up those thugs before he beats those thugs after that scene, and then he tells Vicky how much you weigh, and he's like about one hundred and eight, really? and then he gets stuck in the middle, oh, yeah, and yeah. at the end he throws shit out. He's like, yeah. you weigh a little bit more than one hundred and eight, or uh, when, when he's fighting the so not nice. That
1: line would fly, fly today. today. No, 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 it would no not. When he's fighting the henchman, <laughs> and the henchman's going
3: all crazy with flips, and the oh, sword,
4: and he just, and just kicks him once, like. How about just seeing the back live action Batcave for the first time? Like uh, that was Is that your best Batcave? Amazing cave? feeling.
0: Right. Is that your best Batcave?
4: I, I kind of did dig the Batfleck uh, Batcave.
0: Like bat I guess. But yeah. That. I mean, I think this one. I. I just feel like why does he have all those, like he has all those suits up like it's like a museum, <laughs> in the Affleck world. So that's why I was a little about it now I do have some bloopers as we as G oh, mentioned there think- are there are stuff that you know movies not perfect <laughs>
6: so the <laughs> first one is
0: tongue. remember when the access chemicals joker put smile smilex and everyone can't wear makeup why do the reporters look like shit <laughs> after
2: because they can't wear makeup hairspray nothing why does
0: michael Keaton? why does bruce wayne and alfred look great and everyone else look great except them
2: because maybe they don't use any products when you're on television news, you get pampered. The lady's hair, hair is a mess. Even, <laughs> even the guy gets powdered because of the camera glare and everything. La- so he can't. Yeah, it's a mess. But the lady's hair looks a mess. Yes, because she can't use any products. But Vicky Bale's
0: so, hair looks great and she's not using any products.
2: How do you know that? Or maybe not she still has products at home that haven't been tainted yet.
0: Yeah, sure I mean,
6: Vicky Bell
0: was mad. that's shit. a stretch yeah, yeah.
6: <laughs> no that's not a
2: stretch because if they if she has plenty of shampoo, uh, shampoo mousse all that that hasn't been bottled and tainted yet because he's not tainting all the stuff in everybody's homes it's yeah, the new no point, ones yeah. it's the new products that he's bought sure there's my answer
4: thanks but well, we don't know how long it's been out
0: no but
1: jenny's point jenny's point is like if i use the makeup today and i survive today i can use it tomorrow yeah, like it's, right. it's yeah. Like it's like it Going in and inspecting. Oh,
0: I also forgot to mention something. Um, in terms that I really love is Michael Keaton's turtleneck. Yeah, <laughs> I know what you mean. It yeah. made me want to buy turtlenecks for the rest of my life. Um, <laughs> uh, also some bloopers is when the Joker first appears when he shoots. Gris- uh, was it Grissom? Carl Grissom? Yeah. Uh, he still yeah. has paint on the right side of his neck. It's purple. Yeah. Oh shoot. Yep. And then Damn. the most the first Batman blooper that I ever found was uh, towards the end of the movie where. He, uh, Bruce Wayne, Batman sends Batmobile to kill everybody, and it shows up. His belt falls. Yeah, you, you sh- I think the first time you ever showed me this, it like it blew my mind. I'm yeah, like, oh, so his belt gosh. just like drops it just in the drops. scene. So that's another one that I found. I think it's the only bloopers that I have. I mean, outside of like what's bad about it, if we're gonna pick, you know, point fingers, is it has really completely destroyed Batman's origin <laughs> in a way. Yeah, because, uh. Joker doesn't kill Batman's parents. Got it. So okay, in that sense, yeah. And in terms of,
2: well, doesn't he? No, though? no, no. Well, in the no, towards the end of the, the movie, movie when not, he not starts... in the
1: comics.
0: Yeah, in the comics, it was Joe a, it was never Joe. a thing.
2: Okay, when
1: well, comics, at, the, at that time there was no name to who killed him. It was a no name. Oh, so they didn't name Joe Chill. No, Joe, yeah. so then the first time a name oh. got given to the killer was Jack Napier but mm. the comics never took that and they switched it over to Joe Chill. Well, they they probably so were they like we got we got to pay Jack Nicholson. Exactly. So. Uh, and then little by little like they became like this whole weird like um amalgamation of all these weird origins but but yeah, Jack Napier was the first ever name given to the killer oh. of Bruce Wayne. And Wayne's now we have parents. Arthur Fleck in terms of yeah. the Joker name.
0: I think is that the only other time Arthur Fleck will be the second time the Joker's been named, right? Yeah. I think so, right? Yeah. Uh, I can't yeah. remember any other time, because he was never named in the anime series. He's just a choker. Yeah, just a choker. And yeah. then nothing. Ledger's is just, just yeah, different origins. So, but yeah, I think that's all I got in terms of bloopers i don't really have anything i do like,
3: have like a blooper but there was always a ridiculous moment to me when the joker is standing in like the middle of the road yes. and the, the huge is, like, gun. Firing at him, <laughs> and not one of the like, shots make contact with him like whatsoever well so it's funny He's you, been trained
0: it's, by stormtroopers why do
1: you bring that up so like i think that's one of the things that david also brought to my attention about like how i'm like a huge like uh, Mark, to use your wrestling yes. term, uh, when it comes to certain like <laughs> comic book adaptations, yeah, and how like I never even noticed that it, this Batman doesn't give a fuck about killing people. No, no, he doesn't <laughs> no,
6: he give me- a <laughs> fuck. No, he doesn't <laughs> like, care.
1: He, he may kill more people than Batfleck did, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I and I really dislike Batfleck killing people. Um, but like, yeah, that I was wondering. Did he With did, did he really was aiming for him in the Batwing. He was legitimately he was aiming, aiming to, sh- to kill him.
3: Not one of those fucking shots so makes any yeah. contact. Not even like a leg really.
1: <laughs> So that's, that speaks to, <laughs> that one, his, his marksmanship. Yeah. Two, the terrible tech in the Batwing. That's
0: the best looking Batwing <laughs> <action>, though. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that's the best looking Batwing though? Yes. Yeah, Easily. I think, so. Yeah. Yes. I think so too.
4: The other one's a lobster.
0: <laughs> it is. It is a lobster. And then the one in Batman Forever is just an upscaled version of this one. Yeah, it's just the same design, yeah. But that's true, G. I do love that gun. He must be very uncomfortable keeping that shit in his pants, though. Oh, in his Because
6: <laughs>
5: <pants. laughs>
0: that thing is really long. Uh, that's what she said. <laughs> um,
5: You're on your game today, bro. You're on your game. There, uh, where the uh, the villain does all the flips and swinging the, uh, the knives and swords and all that. Having watched every Batman movie this past week in Batman Batman Returns Batman Forever and Batman and Robin there's one scene that that happens in
6: really oh,
5: wow. yes there is always one scene where a villain goes crazy swinging its weapons and Batman either just kicks him in the face or punches him in the face <laughs> <laughs> yo I gotta watch these that's and dope gotta watch it. I, and I-, I started laughing because I noticed it in Returns and I was like hmm that's eerily similar to Batman wow. and then when I saw Forever and Batman and Robin lo and behold it happens so in
0: terms of the Batman killing people, I think this starts that. Yes. And the oth- the the other thing is started is that Batman is the Dark Knight detective. And I don't think in any of these Batman movies, not even the Dark Knight trilogy, there's any detective work.
4: <laughs> not really, no, no. He just all. falls into things. You're
1: right, yeah. And this one is actually like investigating, there's files, there's
0: yeah, you're right. So I mean that's yeah. what I hope
3: by they though, do. he definitely murders people in Batman Returns. Oh, I mean, he, he literally <laughs> stuck, like, a bomb on the guy's chest in
0: Batman
6: Returns. bomb,
3: and then there's that scene where he, like, the in the in at the beginning, the opening action scene, where the Batmobile shoots out the fire on that one oh yeah gesture Bat- yeah, Bat- Bat- character thing. Yo. He no. sets him on fire. Oh, yeah, that's right. right. Jeez. Guy blatantly, he blatantly murders people. But,
0: this <laughs> goes- but
2: isn't that okay? He's no. taking out the bad guys. No. the
1: whole point of Batman. That's the whole point of Batman. Yeah.
0: He won't kill anybody because his parents were killed. Because if he would kill someone,
1: he would kill our Joker Mm -hmm. And even if if he does kill
0: anybody, he will never use a gun. And (laughs) he uses guns.
1: Like nuts, like crazy.
0: Except for that really cool gun with the grappling hooks at the museum. That was a cool gun. I will say the Dark Knight trilogy is the closest of him trying not to kill anybody. But (laughs) those people were, but like
2: his parents were killed for no reason. And these people are bad people. No, so no, nah. no, we don't, you Batman still does, don't justify no. it as self-defense? Killing. I think he, I think he thinks he's, he's not going... He's
1: killing. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. it, Kev. Black yeah. and white. Yeah, killing think, is killing. Like, that, that, I think that's the whole... Like, and I think the mm-hmm. Ledger... Oh, yeah, Dark Knight, um, Dark Knight brings that up. Or it's like, he's not willing to cross that line. That's
0: why the, jo- the point of the Joker in Dark Knight is for him to... Cross that line. Cross that line, and he never does. He cross that line, yeah. Ah, so. oh, brilliance! Look at this intelligence.
1: You guys are so intelligent. I love you guys. All
4: right, <laughs> so let... I do have one, like, question, though, because we compare – like, I, I knew we were going to kind of compare Superman to this. In the very beginning of Superman, it opens up with the, with them reading a comic showing this is a comic book movie. Yeah. But when you watch the credits in Batman 89, is this DC magazines. Magazines, yeah. I was I, wondering, why do you guys <laughs> think they decided not to do the comic book route and went the magazine route?
0: Because I still think, despite the marketing we're going to get into in, like, a few minutes, actually – they still didn't have confidence, but people hmm. come to see a movie based on comic books of a man dressed like a giant bat. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, today it's a different world we live in. That
1: today. obviously, I mean, but obviously. I was just, it was
4: interesting to see the movie that came out before had no problem. Like, hey, here's a fucking comic. <laughs> Wait,
1: Dave, didn't you tell me something about like the rights to the Batman logo? Like when the movie first premiered, didn't it have like an extra, extra little hook in like the final in the bottom point.
0: That wasn't me, but that's that's a good that's a good take. I. I don't so think I, I've told I think you think they that.
1: didn't have the rights to the actual, like the symbol that we know now, where it's like the ends, the two ones, and the one big divot. I don't think they had the rights to that one specifically. So I think if you look at some images from like the earlier stuff, it's, there's like an extra little, two little divots in the bottom peak.
0: Well, the two extra divots made it the best of all time. <laughs> but moving on to the... S- Awards and legacy section. So I mentioned before about the production design. I mean, the art direction. So Anton Furst and Peter Young won the Academy Award for art direction at the Oscars. Uh, Jack Nicholson was actually nominated for the Golden Globe for Best Actor Musical Comedy. BAFTA nominated for the movie in six categories, production design, visual effects, costume design, makeup, sound, and actor in a supporting role. It won none, unfortunately. Nicholson, Basinger, the makeup department, and costume designer Rob Ringwood all received nominations at the Saturn Awards. Wow. The film was also nominated for the Saturn Award for Best Fantasy Film and the Hugo Award for Best Dramatic Presentation. The success of Batman prompted Warner Brothers Animation to create the acclaimed and probably the greatest animated show of all time, Batman the Animated Series. Yep. As a result,
4: there's no problem. It is the best animated <laughs> show yeah, of all time. No, Trying to be sure. PC, right? For sure. As a result, <laughs> it launched. Darkwing the highly... Duck is right
0: up there. Darkwing yeah, Duck for is sure. right up there. <laughs> <laughs> as a result of Batman the Animated Dark Knight, Series. Darkwing. perfect. <laughs> as a result of Batman Sorry. the Animated Series launching, it, was, it resulted as the beginning. Of the DC Animated Universe. So thanks to Batman 89, we got Batman Animated Series, and we got probably what DC does best, their animated films. Which I think that probably spawned the MCU. Yeah. And uh, Bruce Tim actually said, our show would have never gotten made if it hadn't been for the first Batman. So, and then Burton... Yeah, Burton... Burton joked, ever since I did Batman, it was like the first dark comic book movie. Now everyone wants to do a dark and serious superhero movie. I guess I'm the one re- responsible for that trend, uh, which is true. Amazing. Now, in terms of AFI, because I love the AFI list, it was nominated for AFI's 100 years, 100 movies. didn't make it. Uh, the Joker was actually listed as the number 45. Uh, Jack Nicholson's Joker was yeah. listed as number 45 villain of all time. Batman's listed as the number 46 hero of all time. It's also been it was also nominated for quotes AFI movie quotes Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale Light was the one that was nominated It was also nominated for the 100 years of film scores and AFI's top 10 fantasy film
1: nice. nice
6: So
0: now we get to the why I feel I don't know if you guys agree it's the most important comic book film of all time So today's the 30th anniversary and to say the film has a monu- had a monumental impact on the industry is an understatement I mean Prior, I mentioned Superman before because there's one thing that did, was not in that conversation in my research and was, Leo, you mentioned it before, marketing. Marketing. Uh, prior to Batman, no studio had faith in to market any comic book movie with the idea of like, ah, these movies will make won't make money. But yeah. Batman was different. Times Square is a perfect example. We live by New York. Uh I'm sure you've been there, Rai. I'm sure you've been there, Kev.
2: Yep. And before 1989,
0: mm-hmm. there was never ever promotional materials in Times Square for a comic book movie. But then 1989 happened, and what do we get? Probably one of the best marketing ploys ever. You don't have a name; you have a f- bat signal, just a symbol yeah. in Times Square. Now we get yeah. Avengers. Now we get all DC stuff all over Times Square, and it's like a lot. Mm-hmm. But, but back then, it it wasn't. And the sometimes I-
4: simplicity is best. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: The same thing happened with the trailer. The trailer actually was just a collection of scenes. It was just, the score wasn't done yet, but people were craving for the trailer. And it goes back to similar to what we spoke about Star Wars. People were just going to movies to see the trailer. Just the Batman, trailer, yeah. And it was just collection of scenes: him in the suit, the Batmobile, all that stuff. So. In terms of the marketing, do you guys think it is the most important? And while I'll continue when you, I get no, you guys' thoughts sure. on
1: that. So I, I remember the Happy Meals. I remember I remember the VHS copy that I had. The be- before the movie started, there was this huge little like weird pre-movie scene of Bugs Bunny with Coca-Cola. So it's like there was so much marketing for this in mm-hmm. so many different ways that like you could tell they spent, they invested money to make sure that it was it, it was successful.
0: What do you guys think?
4: No, I totally agree. It was, you know, the biggest. Just it was the biggest in terms of advertising, and box office, and just, and also, just everything. It was cast, crew, like e- director, everything. It was the most important. If we would be nowhere near where we are today, if it wasn't for that movie. I
5: agree. I agree. Yeah, I and think. I no, think no, no. Yeah. No, go ahead. No, dude. no, go ahead. Go ahead. I think that if it went the other way, if they put out all this money for the marketing, and uh, made a big deal about it, and it didn't do well in the box office, where would we be?
0: Yeah, was the risk. Was the risk. Yeah,
5: would we have any superhero movies? Would any big name directors ever put their name on a comic book movie if this didn't ex- didn't succeed? So the fact that it did, it's it's huge. It's it's the standard. I I think.
0: All right, go ahead, G. Yeah,
5: I think. Um, can you because a lot of people
3: call Jaws like the first like summer blockbuster, but I think this is like the, in terms of marketing and how to sell a movie like this, I think this kind of defined how you promote a summer movie, and it's kind of sad because we don't really have that now. Like I think it's interesting that that this 30th anniversary comes during this summer's box office, where it's just kind of like you don't really you you have movies like Avengers Endgame that are events, but then there's so many of these movies out now that. They don't really feel like special anymore. Like every week, you get a big movie, as like back then, you got this. You get like a few of them that mm. kind of stand out that really are sold to an audience for like the whole summer. And there's all this like build up to it. You don't really have that anymore. And but I think Batman created that for a while, and we right. did have that for a while. You're but it's right. kind of like that doesn't really it seem to exist anymore. Like the the pure summer blockbuster seems like a dying breed now.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Like, I agree. It's not I agree. really
3: <laughs> the same anymore.
1: Well, I think it's probably because studios think they can get away with, like, a big hit regardless of the summer. Whereas before, it was mainly the summer that gave you the Give big you the hits. Money, m- the money now movies, you can, yeah. you could drop one in March. Yeah. and that, Didn't Civil War drop in March or something like nah, that? No, Civil like, War dropped in May Yeah, as well. I
3: mean, like, even something like Beauty and the Beast, but, like, when it came out. Like, like, the live Like, Black one Panther was, was in
1: February. March, it was and March. made a ton of money. Yeah. Because, Black Panther was February, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Black Panther was in February. Like,
3: yeah. it's just, like, it's not, it's not the destination anymore. You're right. Before, You're definitely right. The big movie it used to be, uh, but that that seems to have changed. But I think like Batman kind of created that yeah. for a while, and that kind of existed for a while. Like I don't think it, like I look at how like movies were promoted even into the '90s. Like yeah, Independence Day isn't a great movie, but the marketing was great. Oh, absolutely. It was it was marketed in a way that I think like I think you don't have a movie marketed like that during the summer if Batman wasn't marketed the still, way it was. When still it the out. greatest
0: presidential speech in movie history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
3: it's, it's just crazy that like you know that doesn't really exist anymore but i kind of wish it like you i guess like we're we kind of get spoiled and like we there's so many big movies that come out and i think studios get even more spoiled that they don't really care like that they release these things almost like every weekend during the summer yeah i agree um but yeah i just wish it was kind of like i wish you kind of had that one special one i like,
1: now, G, would you
0: think? Would you, would you say that maybe Lion King will be that this summer, or no? No, because it's Toy I actually, we're going to get into it in next week's episode, but Toy Story is not doing... It's doing well, but it's not doing... Yeah,
4: yeah, it's it's not doing it's as, as well as expected.
0: <laughs> see, I yeah. expect
1: I expect Lion King to maybe do better than Toy Story. I don't.
4: But I see, I don't I understand see, why... I can see it doing that. No, I was saying, I don't understand why summer has always been, like, the big thing. I understand why... Because like, no, school. in a sense, because... Yeah, well, but you yeah, figure warmer days, people going to be outside. You figure that, especially, you know, people try to be outside more. I would always think that colder well, weather. are going to be outside
1: looking at their phones. Yeah. Actually, I think now, <laughs> to, to, to bounce off
0: G's point, um, I think now it's more because you have Cody, like. Ah, uh, yeah. You have Cody and Waze. People don't want to go to the movies anymore. Even though I think watching a movie in theaters will always be better than watching it at home.
2: Yeah. It's just expensive. It's so expensive
0: yeah. to yeah. go to the movies. Yeah, I
3: think someone. Someone made a point on Deadline that, like, and I think I've kind of piggybacked on that point when doing, like, box office predictions and stuff for the site, is that people are being more, like, safe with their money. So they'll go and see something like Avengers because they make it an event. make that next movie feel like an event. There's no need to go see it. So, like, we had these string of movies in a row the last few weeks, like Godzilla and Dark Phoenix and Men in Black that just didn't do that well because they weren't really events. And, like, People were saving their money for what they really want to see. Like I, I mean, Toy Story Four is not opening as well as it probably should, but it's still open pretty well. And so, yeah. like people shelled out their money for that. I think they'll shell out their money for Spider Man, but it's like people are just being more like tight with. What I think the only on the only
0: good call out the only safe tents now, in terms of going to the movies, are Marvel, some of DC, Disney animated, and Star Wars. That's it. Yeah. I don't think yeah. there's anything there's no sure bets anymore. Those are the sure yeah, bets, they're... I think.
2: I mean I there's think there's sure no actors or, or, or actors. Or only
0: Tom Cruise. I think the don't his movies
1: still do really well in the box office? Oh that's they true. Do. They, they do, do. Well,
3: they do well. And like now there's more of like an importance on like international box office over like yeah. domestic box office. And like that's why I thought it was interesting, like, you know, um I guess Batman was the highest grossing domestic release of 89 it was but so yeah. worldwide like i guess indian jones made more money worldwide
0: i think so i would have to look that okay, up and, like
3: in 89 i don't even know if like if i don't even know if like world box office was as important in 89 as it is today Probably because it seems like studios fall back hard on international box office now when their movies are kind of flopping here they're like well it made 200 million in china like <laughs> they kind of really yeah rely on that more heavily now.
0: and even like going back to 89 i think Something that even made it even more important and special is the fact that that era, that year, was called Batmania. There's nothing. There's no event. Avengers Endgame was an event. Yeah. But we weren't going to say, "Oh, it's Avengers Mania out there." But you're saying you're saying it took it took a studio to do ten years worth of films to build up to an yeah, event. Yeah, that's crazy. While well, Batman E9 was just a movie, a singular movie. <laughs> entity. Yeah. Pretty much a, a toys, T-shirts, fast food tie-ins. You mentioned before Happy Meals yeah. and other assorted merchandise flooded the marketplace and made Batman the de facto movie of 1989 and I think the de facto movie of the 80s wow I, I'm not talking about quality
3: I, I mean, like, if you go on YouTube and look at like old news footage from like the opening weekend of Batman like it I, looked insane. Like, you see lines like around the block you don't really you I don't act, see that for movies I actually have an
0: article it. releasing on the 89 movie later today actually and I actually have those clips do, in the oh, article, that, that, just because I want right? to show like yeah. what it was, what that people were at the world premiere, like that hype. Was, I just want to see real. you. I just want to see yeah. Michael Key and Jack Nicholson, Kim Basinger, all these people. And well, Bob, go ahead, Ryan.
4: You had the uh, the reason people don't line up anymore. One of the reasons, at least, is because now you just order it ahead. Well, of no, time. Ryan, This you was just right,
0: right. This was just at the world premiere. They didn't even have a chance of going uh, in to see the movie. Oh wow. Insane. So what I think Batman did too and it's still hit or miss but I think the release of Batman helped helped kill off the modern action hero because before people used to go to see movies like with I don't know Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. or so John Clavendi yeah. I forgot I can't or Our Steven Seagal, Seagal. Oh, but yeah. Michael Kean is not the Michael Keaton is not the transcendent action star but people went for the movie for the brand and i think that goes in line to the box office struggles that we're getting in today like chris hemsworth and tessa thompson are huge names you'd think that would bring people into the movies but it didn't Hmm. the brand
3: and like someone brought this up about chris hemsworth in in general is that like everyone kind of builds him up to be a box office star but outside of like marvel he's really not
1: no I'm not
3: saying anything bad about him he's a good actor he's like charming and likable he should be a big box office star but outside of like playing Thor like his movies outside of the MCU don't do that great Yeah, and I think there's the idea that like even with like, Tessa Thompson that like oh yeah people will go see it because like you know the kids love them in those Marvel movies but like outside of that genre I don't think a lot of people like I could name Tessa Thompson to a few people that I know and they won't know who she is and until you show a picture of her and be like, oh, this girl, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's who that is. Yo, gee, of the- like, but we don't have like, there's no like big like name above the marquee stars anymore. I mean, I guess Tom Cruise, but like that's more of, like a, it feels like that's more of a Mission Impossible thing than a Tom Cruise thing.
1: No word. I was gonna ask. It's funny. I was gonna ask him like, do you think we have anybody that's newish that has that like like uh, Anne ha- like Anne Hathaway? So I don't or, think actors or...
0: have it anymore. I think directors do. Huh. I think I,
3: directors have it more than actors. Yeah, I, I think will, if you have like yeah. a Christopher Nolan, yep. like, that makes money. That's oh, the, what about DiCaprio? You have a Martin Scorsese, even, the that Cap- makes money.
0: Maybe DiCaprio's the last one. Because I know people, yeah. well, Jen has friends that loved Leo, and yeah. Jen's a perfect example. She'll watch a Leo movie. She doesn't care what it's about because Leo's in bad. it. Good, bad.
2: Just has to be him. So on I screen. think he may be the last <laughs> of the dying breed. Okay. I dig all those wrinkles now he's got. Yeah, that's you
1: know that's a
0: really good call out though, yeah. <laughs> now in terms yeah, of in terms out. of I will say this, Batman despite the great impact and the legacy and the importance it has, the toss on that, there is a little negative aspect that it has, is that with the success of Batman, it took away studio's creativity. Before Batman ninety nine we have movies like Jaws, Star Wars Raiders of the Lost Star, Ghostbusters, Top Gun, things like that. Like original summer blockbuster ideas. After Batman, it became we can make money off other people's work. So that's when the properties, when studios started using already established intellectual property for their summer blockbusters. Okay, now my my counter to
1: that though is though Batman, although Batman 89 was inspired by the Dark Knight Returns wasn't an adaptation of it no but it, so was, the a, it was a has character had been created yeah. yeah but it wasn't yeah. like but it was I mean, very it was, original it was original
0: oh I th- I think so in terms of what the movie is but the character's not
3: but the character's not original I got it's you it's like based on the property that's familiar and so gotcha You know,
0: Jaws wasn't, you know, there was no Jaws comics or anything like that. Or Star Mm -hmm. Wars was based on, like, old serials from the 40s. So now
1: if someone has a really good plot idea, instead of making it a unique original character, they'll just add an already established character.
0: I I, I would have to... Back in April, I, I spoke to someone, I can't say who, but he works for a big studio, and he pretty much laid it out there that studios most studios don't really want original properties anymore yeah because they just want to make money and with the they see what disney's doing and they're like we want a marvel we want a got it so that's what sucks i got you we still get original ideas but they're not as often as you know they want the
5: closest thing to a short thing
0: yeah now going Mm -hmm. back to the memorabilia from the 80s do you have any do you guys have any actual stuff from 89 batman they do so i had to repurchase oh, yeah. it for me but All right, what do you got uh, when i grew when i was little i had
1: like the, the action figures obviously okay so i think around 2000 i was i wasn't i was in college it was like 2006 or something i went through like a uh, trying to recapture my youth thing yeah so i repurchased like the 1989 batman nice. 1989 joker um I'm pretty sure I still have, like, the original, like, Hot Wheels Batmobile. Nice.
0: Yeah. Nice. Uh, I was going to ask Jen. That's definitely not a no there. Um,
2: <laughs> Sorry.
0: So I, I still have, and I'm looking right at it right now, I have it sealed, the Batman cereal with the piggy bank. So it's still wow. in the plastic. Oh, yeah. I have that sealed. Oh, yeah. I see. I'm i looking at it right now. <laughs> um, I have... Is that
5: the piggy bank where he has his arms crossed? Yes,
0: it is. So I still that have was, that sealed. That's,
5: that's the one item that that sticks from my childhood is that piggy bank you have it i I have it somewhere in a box
0: nice so i also have like leo said i have the in the box i have the batman figure the joker figure and the bob the goon figure i also have well i had i need to get this like soon or one day i do want to get the 19 the batmobile again i did have the batmobile in box and that's obviously gone but i do have some original artwork i have an original uh uh painted jack nicholson joker photo i also have a shout out to an artist that jen and i buy from popsy art i have a lot of batman 89 original work from there Uh, a batman joker and just a bat signal um i have the original 1989 batman comic book from the movie the based on the original movie comic book I have the VHS, I have the DVD, I have the Steelbook, I have the Lentecular 25th Anniversary, I just bought the 30th Anniversary 4K Steelbook. I have lots of shit. So you're, oh, a, yeah, you you're, a, you're a fan of all your Oh yeah, So I, and I also have Funko Pops of 1989. Oh, <laughs> so duh, I can't really forget that. So yeah, I have tons of shit and uh, the next thing that i'm working on is um outside of the batmobile because i also had the Batcave, so i'm looking to get that again and i have the original mcdonald's cups from from batman returns but there are three or four of all time it is one of them (laughs) um they mcdonald's did release four i think original cups happy meal cups for batman 89 and i want to get those i got to find those but that's i think that's it uh what are you what about you uh ryan g and Kev?
4: I might have some action figures, like I, I have it on DVD and Blu-ray and stuff like that. I think I might have a shirt or two, but mostly by figures laying around in bins. Nice. What about you, Kev?
5: Yeah, I have... Uh I have the original '89 figures, but they're loose. I want to get them sealed with the uh, the gold backing. The only nice. one that Good the only one that has it. cost
0: you a lot is the Lagoon actually. Surprisingly, there's a Boba Foon figure. Yeah, I have it in my closet. I'll show you after the I'll show you after the, figure, the podcast.
5: But yeah, I remember having a poster in my room of just the logo. Um, I had the piggy bank. The piggy bank I still have, but it's in box. That's honestly as weird as it is. That's probably the one item that sticks out the most to me from my childhood when it comes to Batman, is that piggy bank.
0: It's... And it's so, f- like, terrible material. <laughs> but it's so it's perfect. Like a sticker
5: of him on the, on the plastic.
0: Yeah, I'll take it out for you, Leo. It's such so shit material. Like Kev said, <laughs> it's literally a sticker of his face, and that's it. Uh, what about you, G? What do you got?
3: Uh, so, most of the old stuff is in my garage, which probably make, makes me think I should, like, just take that stuff out and just keep it in my room. But I have... Uh, I have some of the action figures from back in the day. Um I have a cup from like a collector's cup. Uh from like the Happy Meal uh stuff back in the day too. Nice. I, I also have one for Batman Returns. And then I have I still have my original uh VHS copy of Batman also in my garage. Nice. And then um and then all the new stuff I have like multiple I have multiple copies of it on like D V D Blu ray and then I just got the four K.
1: I have a question for uh, you guys. Up how many of you dressed up as Batman? Just oh, yeah. this I, up? Did.
0: <laughs> I did for a, I did a, a couple of, of Halloween um, when I was a kid. Oh, I was last week.
5: I did gray and blue Batman one year, and then the following year was the all black with the yellow logo. Nice. So
0: I did all yellow. There's a picture somewhere, kindergarten, in grammar school, I was Batman. Cute,
1: yeah. I think I did uh, second grade or something like that, first nice. or second grade. So it's
0: safe to say we all dressed we up all as Batman. We all dressed up as Batman, Yeah. So in
1: terms I was
2: Catwoman from Batman Returns. <laughs> you're three
6: years <laughs> nice. too early.
2: I know, but I figured I gotta say it in case we don't have an episode yet. For Actually,
1: it. I have a funny story that I think you you wrestling fans'll enjoy. So like you guys are all wrestling fans I, th- I think it's safe to say, except G and you and yeah okay so like I don't, I'm pretty sure you guys all must have had like a group of buddies that had like your own like wrestling league type thing yeah so like your, your own champions, yeah. your own belt. So we had the same thing with me and my crew. And uh, the thing with us was we named the league the Batman League. So the title holder nice. is Batman. So we're 33 years old now. You still have it? The, it's a 24-hour rule. So it's remember the 24-hour yeah, yeah. uh, hardcore, hardcore rules? Rule. So those are the rules. The only rules are you have to have three members of the league in the same place at the same time, one to ref the two people that are in the match. You just have to just have someone down and pin them down for the three count. And I mean, like, if you're drunk, it counts. If you're sleeping, it counts. As long as someone's there to videotape or to record the thing happening, we have buddies in Spain, Utah, and this is all still going on between us. But uh, nice. currently, there's like That's a little, there's a there's a little bit of a chase across the states to see who, uh, which one of us is going to retain the title for the longest. Nice. But yeah, Batman.
0: Um. So that brings me to what I always do with these. Uh, look backs at these anniversaries i have some fun facts for you guys um as mentioned before i 30 facts for 30 years so as mentioned before the tone and themes of the film were influenced by alan moore's the killing joke and frank miller's the dark knight returns have you guys i know we talked about it before have you read those both yeah Mm-hmm. all right
5: it's been a long time
0: this would never happen today, but Tim Burns says he's never read comics as a child because he he never knew what order to read the boxes. The Killing Joke was the first comic he ever read, read that made sense. Do you think, like, directors, especially with Marvel and DC, would get hired not reading the source material? Uh, I think Fox Studios proved that they would.
6: <laughs>
0: oh, Leo. You knew he had to dude, make that comic. Dude, oh, Leo. You, you I know, I know, I know. Perfectly. Oh, number three. (laughs) A Gotham City's design. (laughs) Poor Fox. Oh, poor Fox, yeah. Gotham City's design was described by art director Anton Furst as what New York City might have become without a planning commission. The 1985 film Brazil by Terry Gilliam was a notable influence upon the film's production design as both Burton and Furst studied it as reference. So you didn't study comic book films. They studied... Uh, so,
3: but no, you can, if you've seen it, you can definitely see the similarity.
0: The tools of the surgeon used on Jack Napier are the same tools used by sadistic dentists in Little Shop of Horrors. Wow. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Interesting. One scene had a young James Gordon on duty the night of the murder of Bruce Wayne's parents, but it was cut. The scene was later recreated for Batman Begins.
5: Oh, shit. get a good fact. You
0: know which one I'm talking about, right, guys?
5: Yep. Yeah,
0: yeah. he, uh, he when... puts the coat over him. Yep. Um, as mentioned before, Mel Gibson, Kevin Costner, Charlie Sheen, Pierce Brosnan, Top Selleck, and Bill Murray were all considered for the role of Batman. Kean's casting caused a controversy, which which I mentioned before, that led to fifty thousand protest letters. <laughs> Producer. <laughs> <All trolls. laughs> and, then I... <laughs> and then I also mentioned before, Tim Curry, William Dafoe, Bowie, Lithgow, and James James Woods were considered for the Joker. Now. Tim Curry, I think, and I, you guys mentioned who you would have wanted. I actually would have wanted Tim Curry out of out of those. Yeah, I did, still would go with uh, with the foe, but Curry would be good. Which reminds me that Curry Vince Vaughn. Vaughn would be good too. Vince Vaughn is the national treasure of the 1990s and 2000s comedy. <laughs> Just want to point that out there. We were at, off topic. We were watching Wedding Crashers last night. Oh, classic. Jenny doesn't love it like I do.
2: Not in the what? same way
0: yeah i don't what? know man that wedding crash is amazing
2: wait who was that was that g yeah
0: and i don't laugh
2: gee i haven't heard that squeal in like forever
1: wedding crash is amazing <laughs> uh, I, I needed something to
6: get it out of me and that was
4: it yeah <laughs> that's what she said, yeah, that's true, what she it's she said. so producer
0: jenny will like this one producers john peters approached jack nicholson to play the joker in 1986 while he was filming the witches of eastwick Oh, oh, such a good movie! Wow, that is a good movie.
1: I
2: like that that re- movie that is a really like, good yes movie. Like yes and no, it's like bad but good at the same time. This
0: I didn't even know, but Robin Williams was briefly announced as the Joker, but only as a way of pressuring Jack Nicholson to take the role. Bastards. when williams found out he was never seriously considered he refused to do any other warner brothers movie including <laughs> the riddler and batman forever until the studio apologized years later wow. wow that's so cool yeah seriously um jack nicholson's contract we've talked about contracts before it specified the number of hours he was entitled to have off each day <laughs> from the time he left the set to the time he reported back for filming as well as being off for the la laker home games I read that. Wait, really?
5: He's a big so, Lakers so fan. I know that part. No,
1: yeah. that I definitely. know. Oh, come know. on, Leo knows this. Of course, <laughs> Wait, Leo but, knows that. But he had tickets to the Lakers before Batman. Oh yeah, yeah. He this was a just, season is,
0: It was an add-on to it. during Showtime. He had this season is incredible. Yeah, Jack Nicholson. They knew like, how to get him. Yeah, great. That, that's well pretty great stuff.
5: I think he had that put into all his contracts, right? Oh, that, I, I would love to look that right, up. Actually. I think no, because I heard that before Batman, or not for Batman, but other movies that they have to cater to his schedule so that he can make it to every home game so
0: good so he was an actual real celebrity fan unlike aubrey so Ooh. just to let you guys <laughs> let you guys know aubrey for those listening is drake burn, oh, yeah,
2: I don't
0: really burn. Care. i'm pretty sure he doesn't really care about getting burned
1: right now Ooh, Aubrey, yeah. is still yeah, the yeah. official nba champion yeah goddamn so.
0: frank van vliet um <laughs> rick bronson uh, so tim Burns suggested replacing sean young with michelle pfeiffer but Keaton, who was dating Michelle Pfeiffer at this time, which yeah. I did not know, declined, saying it would be too awkward. But he changed his mind for Batman Returns. Jen, did you know Michael that's Keaton funny. dated Michelle Pfeiffer?
1: Good for him, bro. Uh,
2: you know, actually, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I did know that. Yeah, I did not. No, I mean, fun I'm not surprised. He so so. dated
1: Michelle Pfeiffer, hooked up with, um, Kim, Basinger. with Kim Basinger. Like, not in real life. Well but, done. Um, Keaton could get it. Michael Keane...
4: Well, yeah, you don't... Wait, hold on, Dave. You don't know if he actually did it or not. No, that is true. <laughs>
0: that is true. Um, Michael Keane found the Batman suit claustrophobic, but uses discomfort and fear in his portrayal of the character. And I think you guys know this. The police sketch early on in the movie of uh, that was given to Alexander Knox was actually drawn by Bob Kane. You could yeah. actually see his, yeah. his uh, signature there.
2: And going oh, back to cool. the suit, I'm sure it wasn't a comfortable suit to be in. Couldn't he not move his neck?
0: Yeah. They, there was no Batman suit that could move the neck until a Dark Knight.
2: Yeah. So. so, like, that's really uncomfortable. Uh, uh,
0: um, Kev, you're going to like this one. Alexander Knox was originally supposed to die by the Joker's poison gas in the climax. The studio liked this character so much they allowed him to live.
5: God damn it.
6: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was Tim Burns' last-minute decision to have the Joker kill Bruce Wayne's parents and have Alfred let Vicky Vale into the Batcave. So all your hate tweets go to uh, Tim Burton. (sighs) (laughs) But I love that man so much. (laughs) Dang it. (laughs) Hot take. Tim Burton I think outside of letting like four movies has never really been great to me. Wait. Wait. Great. Not good. Great. Beetlejuice. Batman. Batman Returns. Ever since hands, big fish, Edward, Edward, Edward. You yeah, said four. You one. said four. But we named he six He did say four. <laughs> okay, so more than four. Six.
3: <laughs> Sorry about
0: <laughs> that. <Or> adjusting, adjusting <laughs> your right. number. Oh, adjust it for, for, for
3: inflation. So his lower tier movies are good. Like Sleepy Hollow. I, I fuck with that. And Sleepy Hollow was <laughs> yeah, happy. Yeah, Sweetie Hollow
2: wasn't bad. I just said he's great.
3: I just
0: said great. I didn't say he wasn't.
2: Didn't he do Sweeney Todd? Yeah, that wasn't a great movie. That was a good movie too. I said great. Do you guys not know what
0: great means? Hold on. So yeah, if look, we if I we name more examples. One of, the, one of our great filmmakers. I yes, would, I agree, I agree Oh, I completely disagree I with you guys there. No.
3: I would consider him one of our great filmmakers.
0: I think these, After, are, all, like, these are all iconic he, films. He has his own Sleeping is the, not four, the original four. Directors. can't <laughs> say they have that. So yeah. I'll say he has a lot of, lot of hits. I don't think so, they're all like great films. I to me the core f- I'll say 6. I'll,
2: okay. We'll have to save this for the next episode. So I'll so say so I'll say
1: Batman. <laughs> this is going to Bat- be one of the best director's one. Yeah. This is a perfect one. Tim Batman
0: Burton. Batman returns. Yes. Ed Edward Edward my rankings okay. I would put Edward. Is it an order? order? This is my order for for Tim Burton. So I Beetlejuice. Yeah. Did bro. you let me finish? Beetlejuice yeah, Edward Scissorhands so I would Edward like- Scissorhands and and well Beetlejuice and then Edward Scissorhands and Big Fish those are my 6.
4: Nightmare Before Christmas.
0: Oh, yeah. he didn't direct. He didn't direct, uh, direct that. No, oh yeah, he produced it. Yeah, it's he a it's a misconception. It. He uh, did not direct that.
2: Pee-wee's Big Adventure.
0: Oh well, yeah, Pee-wee. I forgot Really, David? I forgot about really, that. Tim Burton in my list of directors, I would
3: definitely totally of perfect. all
0: time. Yeah, yes. you have to you easily. Have to. Oh, he's nowhere near my top twenty. What oh, of all time? My God. Of all time, <laughs>
1: this is me he's saying Logan is overrated.
0: Oh. <laughs> of all That's time, all he's all in your, time. your top ten. You, know, could, you can yeah. name, you can Probably name twenty better off the top of the head. I'd have to really uh, put it in, but off top ten, I could name ten better like this. Wow, the wow. disrespect! I put Christopher Nolan over him. Yes, I put Steven I Spielberg too. over him. I, I put Alfred Hitchcock over him. I put Stanley Kubrick over him. I put did I say Christopher? I did Christopher Nolan already. Uh, where am I? Scorsese. At? Scorsese. I'd put over him. Okay. I put David Fincher over him. What? Leo, you're giving me a look like. Mm, all right.
1: All right. G. I
3: mean, are you, are you, you don't like David Fincher? No, I, like, I
1: definitely You're like You're about that, to get that, another... Oh! I, oh, no, no, no. I, I love Fincher. I love Fincher. I love Fincher. No. David Fincher has never made a bad movie. He I love Alien Fincher. And that's not <laughs> <his>. <laughs> I love Fincher. Getting <laughs> off the subject okay, real quick. Can you
0: imagine, G, if he would have made his own Alien 3 the way he wanted to? How much better that would have been? Oh, so good. It would have been yeah. a masterpiece. Been so they wouldn't have killed... Listen. Yeah. that's another discussion for another podcast. But I'll never I can't forget the like the disrespect you have right now. I don't. I like Tim Byrne. I just don't think. So you like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? You think that's great too, Leo? Well, wait. Okay. Like,
3: every director. Is if, made, if we're gonna like name flops of, of, like, of each director, yeah, I can Sebas name Spil- a flop
1: of every director you named. Give me a Scorsese flop. West Side flop. Story. I agree. Um, Give me a Scorsese <laughs> flop. Scorsese. Um, the yep, one with uh, Caprio on the island. No one needs that. Shutter Island. That wasn't a flop. I think it was a flop. I just didn't think it was that good.
2: I'm you don't, still. I'm I don't I didn't think
1: Shutter Island was that good. I'm
2: in protest.
0: I love Scorsese,
1: Ooh,
2: but wow. I, I, don't, I don't
0: like Shutter Island. I actually really like Shutter Island.
2: I love Shutter Island. is Isn't that well, yeah, Leo it, and Mark Ruffalo, yeah. my two main men?
0: I think it was. I, oh, but so Scorsese has more classics than Burton. absolutely.
3: Oh yeah, but I'm just saying Tim Burton is like I would top ten him still. Like, I I,
1: like I, think, I think I think it would be God. look don't get me wrong now these the directors I think the top ten would be arguable. But I think the ones you named are all fair above Tim Burton.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe. But I, over, I think saying, maybe fair, I overreacted with even in your top, maybe, oh, maybe okay. I overreacted I to type you, twenty. You I cubed myself into yeah, the top I think, twenty. I think David
1: went. So I think saying the top ten. I think is fair. I think you saying not even in your top twenty is you being ridiculous.
0: I'd have to sit down and think. I'll have this list for the <laughs> next episode. I'm curious now. This well, is good, if I can a get good to one, twenty. So, but going back to the fun facts here. Um, the shot of hey, ba- Batman. <laughs> <laughs> the shot of Batman standing in front of the, uh, the word "axis" at Axis Chem- Chemicals is meant to compare his acts to those of the totalitarian governments of World War Two. Wow, that's way more political than I thought. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, the Joker's real name, Jack Napier, is not from the comics, obviously. it's made. It, it was made up for the movie. The last name is a huge homage to Alan Napier, who played Alfred Pennyworth on the 1960s Batman TV show. That's freaking oh, wow. cool.
4: That's awesome.
0: The map that's of crazy. Gotham City examined by Vicki Vale in the movie is actually a map of Vancouver. So Vancouver is Gotham, oh, not New York Shout City. So I think I mentioned this before. The original idea for the movie rela- relied on the campiness of the 1960s character. Nice. the uh, The movie re- began production in kind of pre-production in 1979. It took 10 years for it to come out. I think, gee, Wait, Do, wow. do you think movies wouldn't nowadays if they take this long to make, they're going to get shut down? Right? You would agree with that, yeah, right, it's G?
6: Shut down.
1: Yeah. Actually, question for both Start of you, because it I came up earlier today or yesterday when I was reading up about the patents in Batman. So you mentioned the writing of the script happened in 85? 83. 83. Yeah. But now you're saying pre-production was 79. As in... The... What is
0: pre-production, if you don't mind me asking? So, <laughs> the the idea. Okay. The, the discussions were first started. Like casting? And... No, not cast. Just the, the ideas that no, the it's just, it's made. No, it's usually
3: like story stuff. Yeah. Like you're just tossing around like, like, what should you do with it? Like, we're like, all what, sitting in a room. When, yeah. How would you adapt it? Like, what, what take would you take? Like, exactly. Like, that can be all... It could just be talks.
0: It could be know. like us making a podcast, and then we make a movie 10 years later. We can say it started this in 2019. This production Because we're just shooting the mm-hmm. shit, just ah, talking about what the movie cause would know, be about. Because
1: I about to jump into pre-production for Batman, and I was wondering what exactly pre-production So that was. script is
0: done, from what I read. I think Matt Reeves is done f- writing that, so that, But it's possible to be in pre-production before the script is even written. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah. No, but this Batman movie's been in pre-production for years already. Got it. So I think Ben Affleck was originally supposed to write and direct, and then oh, shoot, whatever man. happened there happened there. This one is mind-boggling to me. Danny Elfman... you think
4: we ever find out, like, exactly what happened?
0: No, because I don't care to know. <laughs> I don't think anyone <laughs> cares to know. Nobody cares, Yeah. No. Ryan, you're, I love you, but I think you're the last one that is holding hope to this DCEU garbage. No, I'm
4: just curious. I would like. To, I'm also just a very curious person, so I'm just curious. <laughs> I just, <laughs> just want to know. <laughs> um, Danny
0: Elfman thought he was going to be fired from the film until he played the Bat March, which is what I call oh, the Bat Theme. Yeah, it's so good. Wow. And to me, it's like we all agree it's one of the best scores of all time. Yes, and then absolutely. The I think I'm the fact to that he almost got right fired. Now. Well, so he thought he was going to get fired? So or? he he thought pretty much he consi- – like I said, consider one of our greatest movie composers. Before he played the the main score of Batman, he thought he was going to get fired. Wow. So that's crazy. Um, I mentioned before Tim Burton was in the first potential director. Originally, and I think G would like this one, originally in the climax, not only did Knox die, but the Joker killed Vicky Vale – Oh, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> they, they were
6: going far.
0: Damn. Um, the original end of the movie was actually reworked by John Peter's producer, so the climax would end under, with the cathedral scene. So the movie would have ended a little differently. Um, John Peters wanted to use Nike product placement within the Batsuit, so that's why you get Batman's boot wow. to be Nike, Nike sneakers.
1: Yes. Damn! Nike, McDonald's, Warner Brothers. So
0: we mentioned the marketing. The before the movie, before the movie was released, the all the the material, all the uh, production materials, all the merchandise sold. Seven hundred fifty million dollars of material was merchandise was sold before the movie even was released. Damn! Wow! So that's crazy, and. In the final film, the Joker is revealed to be the gangster who guns down Bruce Wayne's parents. It is a twist. Obviously, everyone knows that it was not the Joker that killed his parents. So that was pretty much it. That's all I yeah, have. That's on... such... So closing thoughts. Oh, wow.
1: I mean, be, it's, it's going in reverse order so that I think G. So G, Kevin kick and it and off. Have a yeah, chance to go first. G, kick
0: it off.
3: <laughs> I don't know, it's like, um, I still consider it, I mean, it's not my favorite Batman movie now, because you, know, you have, like, the Dark Knight trilogy and all that, I mean, it, it, they're, it's totally different, but, like, I kind of consider that my definitive, those three, my definitive Batman films, but I still think it's such an important movie, um, just in terms of, like, how the movies are sold, how they're, like, you know, how they're send it to the masses i, I if, if you don't have batman you don't have a lot of other blockbusters that came out after this um and even though like you talk about how flawed it is i still think that like it's it's such a it's embedded in my childhood and like it's just a huge part of my growing up that um i still consider it one of my favorite movies of its type and it, 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 comic book film in general like it's just it's just a solid movie i think you can go into like what works and what doesn't but i think the overall feeling of it is what really gets me every time i watch it all
0: right kev go ahead
5: uh it's it's my favorite comic book movie of all time um like g said it played a huge part of my childhood if i was to tally up how many times i've seen this movie it's got to be well over 50 times like i burned out my first copy of the vhs like it had to be replaced um the toys just the merchandise the memorabilia um when I think of Batman one of my favorite things about Batman is the the dark and grittiness of him uh and how relatable he is um he's not an alien like superman hmm. um he's so I think this cool. captured it this captured it perfectly uh I think Burton did a great job getting across the darkness and the, the grittiness of Gotham and Batman and Joker to me it's it's a perfect comic book movie Yeah, it has its flaws, uh, just like anything else. But it's, uh, it's dear to my heart.
0: Nice, great. Ryan, go ahead.
4: Uh, It's freaking Batman. (laughs) 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 It started it all. We don't. I. I, I'm not going to say we don't get an MCU, but we don't get the MCU now. I think if wasn't for this movie everything else would almost be pushed back wait you know a lot of people give dark knight a lot of credit but you don't get dark knight without this so it's you know it's no chicken or egg this is like the mother of all comic book movies while the father might be superman because i will always give superman the credit of having the balls for saying we're a comic book movie but everything else goes to freaking uh batman better what such a great well done movie warts and all just awesome
0: Shen, do you have to add anything?
2: Um, Well, I mean, it's it's a very good... I don't feel the same way that you guys... I don't hate the movie, but it's not... To me, it's not... I've seen it a lot, but growing up, this wasn't one of the movies that I gravitated to. Would
1: you put this above or below Grease 2? (laughs) Watch your words. (laughs) Watch your words.
6: Well, there's like the divorce coming. Because it's
2: No, but you know what it is. This movie is more. This is more marketed towards boys, and towards men. Yeah, let's say this it's wasn't really. Not. There's nothing here really for a girl, like a four year old girl, to really invest herself in. Other than, other than Vicky Vale, and there's <laughs> or nothing. just enjoy the character of
1: Batman. let's, let's, so, Batman's let's, gender let's, let's be grateful I, not so all of the people are like, and like I said. Bale.
2: Jack Nicholson's Joker was Joker for me. I actually. Heath Ledger is a way better performance. But when I think of Joker, I always think of Jack first because it was always very embedded. And like I said, even like the end of the movie was just like seared into my head with just like him laying there. And like you. That's what I remember about this movie. And honestly, I think. I actually think I've watched Batman Returns a lot more. And Batman Returns I saw in theaters. So it was very different for me than 89. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I had more invested, honestly, in Batman Returns. Makes sense. Because I used to have, like, I would have, like, those McDonald's toys for Batman Returns. I had, like, cups. Like, I had a whole bunch of different merch for that movie over this one. So that's why I feel like... In my affinity, it's more like I said. I dress up as Catwoman. Like it was just a different thing. Catwoman yeah. was someone for girls. Yes, actually, yeah. not the Penguin. No, not the Penguin. Oh.
4: <laughs> but you the Penguin, find a Penguin, sexy.
2: <laughs> but I'll never forget. It's about Danny what's on DiVito the inside. Biting that guy's nose like that. <laughs> yes. I remember that.
0: Poor man, Josh Brolin. Yeah, I
1: remember and him being
2: like traumatized because i'm like oh my god like that's so gross and or, then just or, the blood or him
1: being rapey with the interns well yeah. he was very rapey anyway <laughs>
2: but he was great like catwoman yeah. was someone i could get behind catwoman yes. over vicky vale honestly Definitely. like that was like oh, yeah. i saw catwoman and, and i was like she was wow so cool and like you know she's doing her thing like that was a character for girls more so than yeah. Vicky Vale. You know, because she was weak in the beginning, and then she became powerful. Anyway, that'll have to be for the next Batman Returns episode. We
0: got four years for that one.
1: <laughs> but
2: uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's why, like, stay tuned. <laughs> I like this movie, and I can watch this movie. I'd and be down like,
1: for that, like, women's representation. You know, in comic book but movies? for me, I'm more. Well, nice. Like, I,
2: like that. I think I'm more invested with Batman. I think Batman Returns holds more of a place for me than Batman.
1: That's that's not bad, Dave. That's, not a bad. Answer, Dave. No, that's a, that's a, that's answer. <laughs> that's a that's good answer. did not say anything. That's a fair answer. Very good answer. But, but I you didn't know what? Like, that's the
2: thing. Is It's what yeah. you grow up with, and like what you. I think what you grow up with and what you grow up watching is what really. What you? Really I mean, returns is the first
0: to. Batman movie I saw in theaters. Absolutely. Yeah, we were four. Because yeah. yeah. I was three when on. this came out. Yeah. So, but this you know yeah this one holds a bigger place. Uh, Leo. So for when me, when did returns come out? Ninety two. Ninety two. Right.
4: 92, uh, I think. Then I, my first was forever. I th- I, oh, okay. Aww. Sorry
1: about that. Thanks for, make, th- <laughs> th- thanks, th- thanks for reminding us that we're old, bro. We appreciate it. <laughs> uh, no. So for me, Batman is still like my number one favorite movie. So not comic book movie. Like, quotability, like how you can just uh, watch it whenever it's on. Um, I just remember it fondly, same as all of you. The way it just rejuvenated the character. Now knowing so much history behind the scenes about what it did for the Batman character. How it ultimately created so much opportunity for just movies in general and marketability there. The music from Prince was freaking awesome. The score from Danny Elfman. This introduced me to Danny Elfman. And now I just can't get enough of his music in general. Um, introduced me to one of the top 10 greatest directors of all time. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, <laughs> no. No. no honestly yeah for me definitely one of my favorite movies i was so excited to hear that we were gonna we were gonna do an episode specifically about it and then speaking with all of you it seems that it struck a struck a chord with all of us and we were just children at the time so being able to geek out and talk about it now is like it, it proves
0: that it definitely has
1: a really special place in cinematic history
0: good job leo thank you So to finish off, um yeah, I think it's the most important comic book film of all time. It's the with Dark Knights the best comic book film I've ever seen. Fair. But I think this is the quintessential comic book film. It's the one that maybe fifty years from now kids will be like even now, kids will probably be like, What the hell is this? This isn't this is this isn't Batman. Pattinson is Batman. Who the heck is Michael Keaton? Exactly.
1: <laughs>
6: That's but, the vulture. <laughs> like, why is the vulture in the bat suit?
1: Wait, how did vulture go from vulture and Birdman?
0: Bird <laughs> but I think I said a few weeks ago, or not even two months ago already, when Leo and I did our Avengers Leo game, Knight. it's the perfect movie for what they were trying to accomplish. And I think Batman eighty nine is the perfect movie for the perfect time for nineteen eighty nine. It is it hit the it hit its mark when I think the genre needed it the most and when the character needed it the most. Yeah. And if this movie was attempted to be made later on, maybe it wouldn't have hit as hard. But I think nineteen eighty nine was perfect. People were craving it after Dark Knight returns. They were tired of Adam West's Batman, Rest in Peace. But I mean, there's nothing really else to say. I mean, it's, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. And probably, if it's not my second favorite Batman film, my favorite Batman film of all time. So, I don't know. There's nothing really left to say.
4: Yeah. No. Is there... All right. So, say if they went darker... I know... If they try to do as dark as they do now, do you think it would have worked? Or do you think the tone and everything if they try to stay closer to the comics, done more deep cuts for the geek? If they did more geek stuff in it, do you think it would have hurt it?
1: I think it wouldn't have hit as I wouldn't have hit home as much as it would have now. I think back then there exactly. was there was still a huge um, I guess like uh, a stigma against it. comic book fans in general. Yeah, now it's more yeah. accepting, so like it's cool to be a geek. Back then, it really—you were getting bullied if you were a geek. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. <laughs> why do you have a bat on your shirt? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't—you couldn't get away with going
0: more dark because we just called out instead. marketability <laughs> was huge for this film.
1: Yeah, if you went
0: any darker, like killing killing Vicky Vale, you couldn't market. And not the kids. for nothing, <laughs> in 1989, this was extremely dark. Yeah, because sure. we watch the same the same faults I mentioned before that maybe the original original stories were gone after this. Same thing could be said for the Dark Knight trilogy. After the Dark Knight trilogy, DC really wanted to just recopy what Dark Knight did. Yeah. But not you know, you have Zack Snyder who can't direct shit. And uh um, Except for three hundred. Except for
4: and Watchmen. Ex- and Watchmen. Ex- except there.
0: for Dawn of the Dead and Watchmen. And <laughs>
1: three hundred 300. <laughs> <it's, laughs> movies fucking terrible. It's not three hundred is fucking terrible. Oh my god.
4: Three hundred's a little long. It's a little hard to get through, I'll say that.
0: Next week we are be doing our top ten of two thousand nineteen so far so far and leo's seen three movies so that, that
1: <laughs> i've seen i've
0: seen i've seen seven so my top seven of 2019 there you go so guys thank you so much kev thank you so much for joining us today
5: thank you guys for having me and to, an and to
0: quote the great great jack napier never rub another man's rhubarb